The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 
Well, it's a little faster than that, but it, it does it smoother. It's more of a smooth launch than just yeah. like a bow, and you have that fight or flight instinct kicking, which you don't have that on, on the Hulk, which is really nice. It's one thing I was super excited about, because remember the Hulk, Jimmy? Right. Because you obviously enjoy much scarier rides than I do, and now right. I'm the little whiny girl, you know, that's like, no. But like, at the, at a, there was a time where we, you and I were both equally scared of scary Until rides. Until I betrayed you? Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> Until you betrayed me. But <laughs> one of our first scary rides you and I went on was together was the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it was, was so terrified. funny. We both were terrified. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny to watch you <laughs> be scared on rides because <laughs> you always try to get that one more click. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. Try to push down. Exactly. Like, I, I still do that. One more click. One more click. Come on. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, remember we were weren't we in the front on our first time going on the whole No, we were in here? the middle. I wouldn't have sat really? in the front. <clears throat> I wouldn't have either, but I know your wife at the time <laughs> wanted to. <laughs> right. Um and I remember because once we got on there we were strapped in, we you and I both were like, I don't think we should do this. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> we were looking for, <laughs> we were looking for a way to get out. Right. <laughs> and then we were like, let's just do it. And then as soon as we got done and got off, we were like that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Then we go right back on it again. We went right back on yeah. it again. And it was awesome. I, I love that roller coaster. What's funny is I still get scared. Like I've ridden the Hulk probably 15 times now. Yeah. And I still get equally as scared every time I ride it <laughs> as I did that time with you, even though I've ridden it so many times. The That's scariest how- ride I'd been on was Tigris at Bush Gardens. It yeah. looks deceptive. It looks fairly small. It's not <laughs> really that high. But it's one of those roller coaster goes back some backwards and forwards to build up momentum. Mm. And at the very top of it, it goes through this really slow barrel roll, but you go through the barrel. Roll, it takes like a full second and a half to get through the barrel roll. And you're mm. hanging upside down for an uncomfortably long time mm. with a lap bar. <laughs> like it doesn't even have the shoulder ones. It's just a lap bar. Right. And no that thanks. shit is terrifying. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Oh my yeah, God. It's horrible. Be- like if I had to go on the Aerosmith ride, I would be scared as if it was my first time. Oh, so would I. But if I had to go on the Hulk ride, I would be a little nervous only because I haven't been on it in years and years. Right. But I remember when we went on multiple times in one day, by the second or third time, like I wasn't nervous anymore. Oh, like I, was, I was just I was excited. To, I was just excited to get on there and just get yeah. going. Um, but yeah. Um, so I'm not a big fan of big scary rides, long story short. Um but I mean, I still go on some coasters and stuff. So right. I'm not a complete wimp. <laughs> my my oldest son is he doesn't. I don't think he gets very nervous. Cause he hmm. he's been on every all the rides with me, and he's way more brave than I. Because <laughs> we've been on like Montu and Kumba and Shikra and and all those. And one of the ones that we haven't ridden yet is Mako at SeaWorld. And every hmm. time we go, there's always some reason why we don't ride it. And that's the one that's I think 200 feet high. Hmm. Um, but again, you have a lap bar and, <laughs> and there's no sides to it. They, the sides drop down really low. Hmm. And so that it, not only do the sides drop down low, but you're in a really high seat with a lap bar. I it might not even be a lap bar. It might be a thigh bar, which it doesn't quite come up to your waist. It just hits the top of your legs. So, oh, that, so that it has, has the same restraints as like Thunder Mountain. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But the way the, la- the thigh bars work is your legs bend cause you sit down. And then it like wedges over top of your thighs down between your legs. 
And so it's like a like a little kid's car seat, kind of, sort of. <laughs> right. But that's all it's touching is your thigh. So you can't physically straighten your legs out, so you can't really fall out. It's like impossible. But the whole <laughs> upper half of your body can swing all around the place, and there's yeah. nothing really to hold on to. <laughs> and they do that on purpose. It's just a big padded round thing, and there's nothing to grab onto. Like Sounds frightening. It is. That's why we have running. <laughs> so... That's cool. But the, the, the scariest ride that I, the kids would have to talk me into getting on hmm. and everybody laughs at me when I tell them this, but I'm being 100% genuine okay. is I call it, I call it the tower of death. That's what I call <laughs> okay. it. It's that observation tower at SeaWorld. I don't know what that is. It's like you go into SeaWorld and it's this big 300 and something foot tall tower Mm. And you sit kind of like in a space needle kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you sit in this yeah. round little building thing. It's a two story building <laughs> and the whole yeah. thing just slowly goes up rotating and it's just an observation thing. That's all it is. Right, like, right. fuck that. <laughs> I, I hear you there. I, yeah, I, I didn't like, I, I say recently discovered I was afraid of heights, but now it's probably been 10 years, but, and I didn't know I was afraid of heights until I went to wet and wild. Mm, and that's mm. where I discovered I had a fear of heights. Wet and Wild's been closed for years, though. Well, I know. It was, oh, this okay, was like, okay. you know, this is like 10 years ago or whatever. Actually, probably more like 12 years ago. But, but yeah, that's when going up those stairs, like climbing oh, to yeah. the tops of these towers. and You're standing you on a steel cage. A, you're like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's a good thing it's got this rubber coating. Every once in a while, like the stairs would be connected to a platform and not just yeah. like blank stairs where you can drop your phone through. You know, and then so I had to wait to get to one of those and just hang out. Like, okay, well, this concrete isn't going to break. <laughs> the right. stairs will. And I was just like, oh, my God. I was terrified. Especially um, when you're stuck in a line on those stairs. Yeah, that's where I was. Yeah, you're oh, stuck yeah, in a line. Horrible. You're standing there forever. Not just walking up and then sliding down. No, you right. had to wait in line at like, you know, 40 feet, 50 yeah. feet in here. Your it's mind like, starts playing tricks on you. It's like, you know, gee, you know, sure hope this metal don't crack. Like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and was this thing designed to have like 200 people just standing on it? Exactly. <laughs> you know? Nah, it's, well, it's only been open since the 70s. And there's no, it's not like there's water around for it to rest or anything. Right. That's another thing you think about too. It's like, well, it's been around a long time. It hasn't fallen, but maybe that's it. It's been here since the 70s. Well, plus everybody on it is dripping with water. So, you know, the thing's all rusty. You know, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah I I'm right like, there with you. I don't like Ferris wheels. Yeah. Fuck, fuck, fuck. That. No, I won't. I refuse to go on a Ferris wheel, but they have a no. new roller coaster at SeaWorld called Icebreaker. That's pretty cool. I want to go on that. Um, and hmm. I need to go on Mako still because the kids want to go on it. And like I always tell the kids, you know, bravery is being afraid, but doing it anyways. And, you no. know, Caitlin went on um, uh, Cobra's Curse, which kudos to her because she was afraid to go on it. You know, Jake's been on just about everything I have. So hmm. I, I can't not go on it. So Caitlin's like, well, what if I wanted to walk? What if I wanted to go on um, uh, Doctor Doom? You know, the the drop tower. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, then I I'd, I'd have to go on it with you. I mean, I can't tell you to be brave and not be willing to be brave myself, right? I mean, sure you can. Well, go, show her. I hear you. Good job. I'll watch from down here. I'll hold your purse. And <laughs> I can't be like that. I'll just show her the news footage of people dying on them. <laughs> If you're sure, hey, let's watch a video of it, people on it first. And then, oh, Let, let's watch a point of view video just real quick. Just real quick. Oh, wait a minute. I clicked on the wrong one. This is one where the kid dies on it. No, no, no. But for real, let's watch. Oh, no. This is one where the girl gets her leg taken off by it. No, but, no, no. Let's keep going. We'll find it. 
God. Both of those are true, by the way. <laughs> we just had a kid recently here in Orlando, I guess, fall from a similar ride. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a shame. Bad. Mm-hmm. And they said he had already been turned away by two different rides because of his size. He was like yeah. six foot three and like 300 pounds. So apparently and that's just one, you know, because of safety, you know, and then right. of course you always got the guys like, fuck it. Let's go. Let's do yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen, I've, I've seen and know people that will go on a roller coaster and they're opposite of me. They purposely will only click their thing in like once so that they're like flopping around and shit in the roller coaster. I'm like, why would you do that? Like, <laughs> well, cause it makes you feel like you're going to fall out. Well, you probably will. Like, <laughs> Click it down all the way. Suck in your gut and pull as hard as you can. Like, come on, Get do it right. One more click. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it's been like 13 minutes, and I don't know about you, but I'm like falling asleep. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I think we should probably take our first break and get into this because I know everybody's excited. They want to hear our our adventures mm-hmm. on roller coasters and rides. They want to hear the Brady family's adventures on roller coasters. That's right. So, um, so yeah, let's take a short break so Tech can show me his newest gymnastic moves, and uh, <laughs> and, and we'll be right back. Watch this one, Jimmy. Watch okay. This. comic book fan? We've got a few questions for you. Were you obsessed with X-Men as a kid? Did you stand in line to get a copy of the death of Superman in the black poly bag? Did you buy every image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves? Then have we got the show for you. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation. In our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more. You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app. And remember to keep your books bagged and boarded. We are back. Okay. I think I may have pulled something on that one, Jimmy. Yeah, I think so, man. You went <laughs> higher than you had, but I'm surprised you hit your head on the ceiling fan, to be honest with you. I know. it's. But then again, okay. they're just cardboard, so it wouldn't hurt you that bad. Mm. Unless you have one of those sure. metal ceiling fans. You don't have one of those metal blade ceiling fans, do you? Because I saw yeah. Mythbos that decapitated somebody. <laughs> I don't know, but I'll be all right. Let's all right, just, cool. Let's In any case. Yeah. <laughs> God. We have season five, episode 11, entitled The Cincinnati Kids. So let's get into this. Some facts about the episode. We got a lot of facts about these episodes or about this episode. We do. We do. (laughs) First aired November 23rd, 1973. Scene one. No, Um, (laughs) it was written by Al Schwartz and Larry Ryan. Hmm. Directed by Leslie H. Martinson. 
H stands for heck yeah. Heck yeah, it does. <laughs> um, we actually have some some people that did their homework mm-hmm. and actually sent in. I shouldn't say actually. That makes it sound like nobody does it. But we had <laughs> more people send in their audio clips, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of them sent in audio clips about like the opening of the show, just like the show in general. Uh, yeah, which, like, like their opening statement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like we're in court. <laughs> yeah. um, so let's play the first one. This is Jill. Where's Jill from or do you know? Off the top of your head. <laughs> I think she's from PA. Okay. There you go. Jill from PA. <laughs> hey, Tag and Jimmy. It's Jill from Southwestern Pennsylvania, just outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah. See? I wanted to comment on one of my favorite episodes, season five, episode 11, The Cincinnati Kids. I love the zany plot line and how most of the episode takes place in the park. I worked in an amusement park for six summers, Kennywood Park in Pittsburgh, where I was a costume character. And this episode always brings back fun memories. In fact, Kennywood had versions of some of the rides featured in this episode, including the log ride, the monster ride, the bobsled ride, and the wheel of fortune ride. Again, I wanted to thank the both of you for this podcast. You guys rock. Oh, Jill. You know, Jill, this may surprise you, but me and Tech have a little bit of experience playing characters too. Mm-hmm. Unless you didn't play. Did you play or no? Are you talking about the shark or whatever? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I did. yeah so I me did. and Tech both played the same character. Mm-hmm. We're not going to tell you what character that is because that might ruin it if you go to this place and you're going to be like, what the hell, Tech and Jimmy? I thought that was real. No, but we're not going to tell We're not going to ruin that for you. So this is our version of a spoiler alert. But anyways, me and Tech have experienced that too. And I'll say those costumes are really hot. Yeah. No, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I look hot as fuck in it. Like, I'm talking about sexy. I was you know agreeing with you. Um, yeah. But no, we used to have to wear, I don't know about you, but we had, for me, when I wore it, they, they had ice packs inside it so that I wouldn't no. get so hot. No. No. All right. Next person we have is Jim. Jim. Good old Jim Larrison. Heck yeah. Jim Larrison. Shocking that Jim Larrison did his homework. Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke because Jim Larrison always goes above and beyond. <laughs> yeah, he does. And we appreciate it. So here's Jim. Hey, Tech and Jimmy. Hope all's well. Uh, It's Jim. I wanted to share with you some thoughts on one of my favorite episodes from season five. So first of all, Cincinnati Kids, one of my favorite episodes on location, better than the Grand Canyon, better than Hawaii. Some of these dragged out like multi episode uh, series. Um, The funny thing, though, is as you look into it, it was actually a big commercial. Because promote uh, Paramount actually owned Kings Island, <laughs> and uh, Hanna Barbera owned all the characters, and so Hanna Barbera was actually doing the Brady's Kids cartoon uh, on Saturday, and so so it actually ended up being a big promotion. But it was a good show. I actually thought it was a good episode, um, even though it was a little bit uh, cheesy. But that's all the good episodes for the Brady Bunch. That's true. The Brady Bunch as a whole is pretty cheesy. (laughs) That's cool, though. Um, For sure. Yeah, I could see how what you mean by this being a big commercial. I totally see that. Um, It's just like when they would have ABC TV shows go to Disney World. (laughs) It's the same kind of thing. It was like contracted. They always had to have one episode of Disney World. Yeah. A a friend of mine um, was in an episode of Day by Day when they filmed in Orlando. Well, I'm going to tell a little story after the next break Okay, about when I was in the background of an episode of a TV show go. at Disney. There you go. So. All right. So according to IMDb, 
we have yet another audio clip. This is awesome. It's like we have like four people <laughs> on a podcast today. Um, so <laughs> we do. So just to recap real quickly, we have audio clips you're going to hear throughout the episode from yes. Jill and Jim. And then also Mindy mm-hmm. send in some just type little things. So I'll be reading her things in the voice of which I, I think just she about sounds. To say, can you do it in the voice of Mindy? Yeah, I, okay. absolutely. I'll That's sound awesome. just like her. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. In that case, let's hear what Jim has to say about this is according to IMDb. These are random facts about the episode. Another thing that was interesting story was when they're riding the roller coaster. uh, There's a famous story, which uh, you obviously could tell or if if you're interested, where uh, Robert Reed, they had set up a camera on the front of the roller coaster and they were going to have the whole family in the roller coaster. And Robert Reed looked at the camera and uh, set up and he said, that's janky. He goes, that's not set up safe. He goes, you got to run that without people in it. And they're like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. He's like, no, you got to run that thing. So they ran it. And if you read all the books or hear what everyone said, the story was that it, the camera actually hit a, um, a bar that was above and it would have hit and knocked forward and probably not, if not injured, if not killed, folks really severely injured them. And if you looked at who was in the front, it was, I think Bobby and Jan were in the front row. And then, uh, and then you had Peter, you had, uh, uh, Marsha, Greg and, uh, Carol, uh, they would have been hurt. And it's, and, and, uh, supposedly Cindy wouldn't get on the ride. She said, I'm not getting on that. And then after that, they saw the, that the camera got knocked down uh, Robert Reed said he's not going to ride on it. So you can see in that both scenes with the roller coaster, they're not on it. I didn't blame them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame them either. <laughs> yeah, I read that part of the story or this, that story too. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, Robert Reed was smart, man. He was like, you need to test that shit <laughs> before we get on that thing. And sure enough, they're glad they did because that camera fucking came loose. But see, and, I, I kind of have to call bullshit. And let me tell you oh, why. Jim Larison? Yeah. Yeah. Let me, well, let me explain. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I was putting my camera equipment away and I kept yeah. it on a top shelf and my GoPro fell and hit me right in the forehead and I barely felt oh, shit my God. because it had okay? like this rubber coating on it and it didn't kill me. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I, they would have used a GoPro. You know what I'm saying? For sure. You're right, man. Yeah. I think right. Robert Reed's just a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no, those cameras had to wait. Like, I don't even know what kind of camera. Were they using like big film cameras for this? <laughs> they had to have been. Well, maybe not film, maybe tape. I'm not sure if they taped or filmed. Because I don't think I don't they know. had like beta cams back then, right? No, it would have been a, either way. It still would have been a big clunky camera. God, probably I can imagine. Like 40, so 50 that, pounds probably. It probably would have stretched way above their head. Like if you were It definitely would have killed somebody maybe or yeah, right? seriously that's probably at least a 50 sure. or 60 pound camera yeah that's insane mm-hmm. no we do appreciate that jim i wasn't really calling bullshit <laughs> Excuse me. but some more facts about the episode rumor has it that like you said susan olsen refused to ride the racer roller coaster so for those scenes the producer asked the blonde girl from the crowd to sit with the brady family Mm-hmm. How cool is this? Barry Williams raised his arms to hide her face, but in those shots taken from the side, you can see Maureen McCormick sitting next to Barry Williams. Mm-hmm. How cool it like if any of you out there <laughs> have some story where maybe your aunt, your uncle or your aunt or your grandmother or your mom or whatever was this girl, like by all means, please write to us. That would be fascinating to hear that story. <laughs> yeah. The Kings Island Park was not a closed set. 
when this episode was filmed. To give it a realistic feel, the episode was filmed on a normal park business day without extras. Patrons who had been standing in line for the rides for up to an hour in the hot sun gave angry stares at the Brady actors who were led to the front of the line in order to shoot the ride scenes. Hmm. Several of the Brady cast members had spoken about their memories of the heat on that day and of their surprise to find the park open for business as usual. They didn't want to be taken to the front of the long lines, but relented when they realized it was the only way to complete the scenes. <laughs> yeah. That would be uncomfortable as a performer. Be like, sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. But don't you know who the fuck I am? You know? <laughs> well, now they do it. Now it's normal. Like now celebrities go there and they get the backstage treatment. They just get led to the front of every line. Yeah. A great look at the Virgin King Island, then a relatively new park. The main fountain and quote unquote fake Eiffel Tower are still focal points of this park and is the log ride that Brady's enjoyed in the episode. The Scrambler was a popular ride up through the 1980s. However, you will see several rides that no longer exist at the park, such as the canoe ride, which involve hopping into a red canoe and paddling around a stagnant circular waterway. Hmm. The, um, the roller coaster is still there. The red, what do they call it? The red something. Um, red racer. Yeah. The red racer is still there. Um, the log ride is still there. You can see, if you look at Google earth, you can see remnants of the, the canoe river, but it's only mm. like half of it's there. According to an interview mm. with Mike Lukenland, he is wearing one of Bob Denver's Gilligan hats from all three seasons of Gilligan's Island. Both shows mm. are created by the late Sherwood Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. If you look closely, the character costumes worn by the park workers are characters featured in various cartoons created by Hanna-Barbera. Ironically, at the time this was filmed, the Brady Kid cartoon series was being produced by Hanna-Barbera's main rivals, Filmation. Mm. Now, I know that contradicts what Jim Larison had said, but that's yeah. not to say that IMDb is right and Jim is wrong. This is just mm-hmm. literally what IMDb has on their page. Yeah. I mean, as we all know, Wikipedia is wrong sometimes, too, and tech may or may not have anything to do with that. The animal <laughs> costume Greg wears is a character from the Hair Bear Bunch. That was a real character. I would thought that was like a generic character. Well, they, like, they look well, like we that need a generic 70s. character. You know, so they're like, well, fucking grab a red bear and throw <laughs> this an afro, like, afro uh-huh. wig. <laughs> Make him look like Mike Brady. (laughs) In the episode, director Leslie H. Martinson was forced to take the role of Mr. Remington when an actor didn't show up. It was the (laughs) only time he had ever acted on screen. That's interesting, right? Mm -hmm. About 11 months later, the Partridge family would pay a visit to the same amusement park in the episode, I Left My Heart in in Cincinnati. (laughs) So that means that the Partridge family and the Brady Bunch exist in the same universe. Otherwise, mm-hmm. how would they both go to the same park? Right? Holy shit. Paramount, producers of the Brady Bunch, gained ownership of Kings Island and its sister parks through its 1992 purchase of Kecko Entertainment from Great American Broadcasting. The parks would be a part of the 1994 merger of Paramount and Viacom, and the latter's 2006 split gave the parks to CBS Corporation, who sold the parks shortly thereafter to Cedar Fair. The former Paramount Parks no longer contain any references to properties from their merged Viacom. So, like, a couple things there. Um, We're treating these like they're scenes. (laughs) So, a couple things there. Um, Well, fun fact. I used to work in a um, call center, 
and it was about um, setting up for re-enrolling in benefits. Okay. And the campaign that I was a part of was uh, Viacom employees. Nice. So people that work for Viacom. And I actually got a call from um, Walter Cronkite's like business guy. I met Walter Cronkite. Super yeah, nice like guy. He, he came into the shop. And I got a call from his business guy. And he was saying, hey, we just need to, I need to update his account because his wife passed away. Right. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And uh, so I took care of that for them. So, fun fact. Fun fact. When we worked at the shop, I don't know if you remember this, Tech, but Walter Cronkite and John Glenn came walking in one night. They sat around talking to us for a yeah. long time. He's a super cool guy. I heard about that. That happened before I got there, but yeah. yeah. I think um, Eric was there. Yeah. Also, why did Paramount give up a park? Paramount could have had their own Universal Studios or their own. This was, I, I guess, know. before. Well, no, Universal came around in 1990, 1990 or 1991. So that was well, well they, after yeah, maybe that was established. In Orlando, but right. not in California. California been around since like the 80s and That's stuff. That's true. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. That's a good point. Hmm. All right. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's get this. We fade in. Ooh, yeah. Scene one. <laughs> we open in the Brady residence, in the kitchen, where we see Alice putting something into the fridge, and Carol working hard at making a salad. <laughs> when Peter pops in, he walks in asking, isn't Ted home yet? Carol replies, no, he isn't, and I suggest you get back to your homework. Mm. But Peter explains that he can't concentrate since dad called and said he had a big surprise for him. Carol gets an idea and says, well, how about surprising him by going back and finishing your homework? Ooh. Peter reluctantly leaves, but not before turning around and saying, okay, but I can't guarantee the results. As he's walking out, Cindy walks in, but is stopped by Peter who says he isn't home yet and keeps mm. walking. Cindy stops in her tracks, throws her hands up and says, this is the longest day of my whole life. Nothing mm. to do but homework. Mm. As Cindy leaves, Bobby comes in from the living room saying, Alice, but before he can get anything out, Alice, who is now at the oven, says, your dad is not home yet. Bobby mm. surprised asks, how did you know what I was going to ask? It's like you could read what was inside me. No. <laughs> Alice answers, because <laughs> I've never seen you in and out of the kitchen so much without eating. Bobby gets an idea and says, oh, well, thanks for reminding me, as he runs into the kitchen to get something to eat. As Alice steps back to the counter to work on dinner, Carol says, kids, they're so impatient. Hmm. Alice laughs and says, yeah, I'm glad we're past that stage. <laughs> Carol agrees, saying, right. I mean... If we all just keep cool and calm, he'll get here when he can, and he'll tell us what the surprise is. Just then, there's a horn honking outside, and Carol's eyes get huge. She then starts getting all excited like a child, clapping and saying, He's here! He's here, everybody! <laughs> everyone runs into the kitchen to wait for Mike. As he comes in through the sliding door, everyone greets him. Cindy looks at him and says, Mom told us not to ask you about anything about the big surprise. Bobby mm -hmm. adds, so we're not asking. Peter pipes up and says, but if you want to volunteer, Dad, Mike <laughs> finally gets a chance to speak and says, well, you know these plans I've been working on for weeks? Mr. Phillips is sending me to Cincinnati to submit them. Everyone looks disappointed. Finally, Carol speaks up and asks, 
that's the big surprise. Mm-hmm. Mike has, well, there is one small detail. Carol asks, yeah, what's that? Mike says, the plans are for a big amusement park, and I thought you'd all like to go with me. Everyone mm. begins shouting with excitement. Oh, all right. So Mendy had something to say about this scene. Okay. And I'm going to do my best Mendy impression. Okay. She says, in the first scene, when they are all waiting for Mr. Brady to come home with a surprise, and they finally hear his home, when he honks the car horn, it is literally five seconds from the sound of the horn <laughs> to when he arrives to the kitchen sink area. Did he teleport? That's a good point. I sounded just like her, didn't I? You did? Wait a minute, that was you? I thought you were playing an audio. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> And then she also had something else to say. She says, when Mr. Brady arrives home to reveal his surprise, where are Greg and Marsha? Oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Greg and Marsha <laughs> get down point. with their bad selves. Mm. Uh-huh. He's giving her a roller coaster ride of his own, if you know what I'm saying. And I think you do. He's like, I got a surprise for you, Marsha. Hell yeah. Hmm. She's like, you and daddy. Oh, sorry. All right. I swear Peter got taller. (laughs) I swear he did. It's almost like he's a growing boy. But I mean, from the last episode? (laughs) I don't know. I feel that way about Jan. Every episode, I feel like she's used to, me and this one. Jan looked younger. Hmm. Um, it's funny. My mom had a roasting pan just like the one Alice uses, like the same color pattern, everything. Um, I didn't even notice it. Shocking. Why is Carol using like a chef knife for cucumbers? <laughs> like, why wouldn't you just like a paring knife? Why do you need a knife that big? Well, what was she doing? Was she peeling? She's them just or? cutting them up. <laughs> cutting them up. Yeah. But she wasn't cutting them on a cutting board. She was cutting them like in her hand into the bowl. You don't need a big chef knife for that. No, that's weird. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I put down as well. Where is Greg and Marsha? (laughs) Oh, shit. Talk about cucumbers. Greg's giving Marsha a salad of her own. Oh, yeah. yeah. Damn, Skippy. That's right. right. Um, (laughs) But didn't you say recently that, I think it was you, that said that like, Carol, like, didn't really know much about kitchen stuff, so they just handed her shit, and she just, like, improvised <laughs> on what to do. Where did we hear I mean, that I said recently? that in sarcasm. I don't know if that's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, okay. But I thought it was kind of neat. The drawing tubes match Jan's pants. That was kind of neat. <laughs> in the scene, she's wearing, like, mustard-colored pants. I'm like, hey, they're camouflaged. <laughs> so, so, you know, I gave notes, and Mindy gave notes. Go ahead, Tack. Okay. Um... I'm I'm too. Okay. Scene two. Next, we see aerial shots of the theme park with all the rides in motion. We then see the Brady wagon pulling into their hotel parking lot. Inside, we see Mike on the phone saying, I'm sure you're going to be more than pleased with the sketches and ideas, Mr. Remington. Uh, Yes. Well, I sort of thought we'd have more. No. Sure. Sure. I understand. One o'clock will be fine. Yeah, well, I'll look forward to meeting you and Mr. Dempsey. Okay, goodbye. 
Mike hangs up the phone and immediately begins complaining to Carol, saying, that's great. We come all the way here and have a fast half hour for a meeting before we have to catch a plane to New York. Carol, not seeing Mike's business problem, says, well, honey, at least we'll have all morning in the park with the kids. <laughs> Carol's so clueless. She then holds up the tubes she's been holding and asks, hey, where do you want me to put these? Mike smiles and says, why don't you bend over and I'll uh, show you. <laughs> no, Mike didn't say that. No, no, no. He says, uh, let's put them right here where we can keep an eye on them. Carol sits him down and says, all right, you know, I think this is going to be fun. Mike stands up straight and says, it reminds me a little of our honeymoon. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> oh, no. Carol, Carol gives Mike a look and says, how could I forget with six kids along? She laughs and begins to kiss her husband just in time for all six kids to come running into the room and shouting different things all at once. Peter speaks up first saying, you won't believe all the rides. Marcia is heard saying, the grounds are beautiful. <laughs> really? <laughs> Greg responds with, so are the girls. One of the kids asks, well, let's get going. Carol laughs and tells them, we'll be right there. The kids all run out of the room, leaving Mike and Carol there. Mike laughs and says, as I said, just like our honeymoon. <laughs> mm, that's, that's a punchline I use. Sounds like my honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you, you, do, you do be doing that. I do be doing that. So we have more from Jill. All right. The umpa music at the beginning of the episode reminds me of the German section in Bush Gardens, Virginia. That was some weird music in the beginning, I do admit. I don't think I paid attention to the music. <laughs> it was just like this weird, like, like I don't know, it was like a polka, like, I don't know. It was just weird. <laughs> it was funny. Second one from Jill. Creepy Greg's comment about there being beautiful girls in the park always confused me. How does he know that there's beautiful girls in the park when he hasn't even been in the park yet? <laughs> well... He just I actually, assumes. I actually did a little bit of recon that I can't oh. really prove, right? But I got curious when I was doing a synopsis, and I start looking at Google Earth and comparing it to some of the shots in the in the TV show. And you could see and all the beautiful girls? No, but I, I could see a hotel just adjacent to the park that looks a lot like the one that Mike and Carol are staying in. Hmm. And if it's the same one, it's within walking distance of the park. Like it, you, it's pretty close. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, I see what you're getting. So at. from that hotel, you would definitely be able to see the rides, and you, if you oh. walk far enough, you might be able to see some of the people in the park. So, so you could see the rides and the beautiful grounds and the girls. I don't know about that. I didn't look. Oh. <laughs> I didn't mean you specifically. Oh. <laughs> saying from the hotel room, you can see all the rides. Maybe. The beautiful I, don't I don't know that you'd be able. I, I see what she's saying. I don't know if you'd, build, if you'd be able to see the people, but if the if kids ran up to the fence and was looking, they might be able to. Yeah, I get you. All right. So we also have a note from Mr. Larison. Hmm. The big thing that stood out to me, even as a kid, they fly their entire family to Cincinnati. Uh, probably on the company dime. They're going on all these rides. They're spending at least a weekend there, if not a few days. And Mike gets 30 minutes with these people. They're <laughs> really going to go over these plans in 30 minutes. Um, though there wouldn't be a show without it, but man, you could tell he was actually pissed. And I think it was probably Robert Reed being like, I got to show there's at least a reason that I came out here. <laughs> 
So he made it look like it was uh, a big deal that they had actually made it less than 30 minutes or made it a 30 minute episode, 30 minute meeting. Yeah. yeah I see what you're saying. But I, I, it, maybe it wasn't the Brady station wagon. It looked like it to me. Um, but yeah, either way, if they drove or flew, yeah, I see, I kind of see Jim's point. <laughs> I know for like a few days there. Yeah. For just a 30 minute meeting. Like, I mean, we wouldn't have done that this day, today. Like it would have just done through like, you know, zoom or like, you know, you can just send the plans yeah. through the internet. And Cause just, the amount of time it took them to fly there, they could have just sent the plans or sent a courier <laughs> to drop the plans off. Right. And it just had a, a phone meeting. Right. But, you know, it's like, hey, let's fly. You want to fly all the kids and your wife and your maid? What about your dog? Are you bringing your dog too? You know, it's like, that's oh, fine. We haven't, we haven't seen him in years. <laughs> oh, so you're just going to go for the 30-minute meeting? Oh, you want to stay a few days? That's fine. Yeah, totally. We can pay for nine people to go. It's fine. Did they not plan this? Like, it's almost like he showed up and he's like, all right, Mr. Remington, we're here. He's like, oh, shit, today? Like, I, okay, I can probably give you 30 minutes. I got to catch a plane today. It's like, they, it's like they didn't plan anything. Well, I wish you would have called and told me you were coming today. That would have been nice. Um, <laughs> right. So Carol's wearing that ugly necklace again that us and Emma I didn't Emmy talked about it. last week. Um, I didn't notice. Scene three. We now see a short montage of footage from the park with a double-decker bus pulling into the foreground. We then see the Bradys all get out of the bus and start heading to the theme park, of course, with Alice in tow. Hmm. As they get into the park, we see the Eiffel Tower in the middle of the park with the entire Brady family walking towards it. Mike stops everyone and says, kids, I tell you what, go wherever you like. Just remember, we meet back at the main restaurant at noon sharp. Carol then stops Bobby and Cindy and tells them, no loading up you two on everything in sight. We're going to have a big lunch, okay? Bobby and Cindy say okay and run off. You know, like a liar. Mike turns to Carol and says, we better get moving too because I want to see as much of this park as possible before that meeting at one. Alice answers, wee oui, wee, oui, monsieur. <laughs> Carol looks at her and repeats, wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> Alice points at the big tower and says, the Eiffel Tower. It makes me feel like a coquette. Okay, cook it, whatever. They all just laugh and walk away. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, uh, f oh man, one of the funniest scenes to me in this whole episode was when they were ent entering the amusement park. Watch this lady. She, to me, I've is, I remember as clear as day as a kid and even rewatching it. She walks, she has these huge black Ray Charles glasses on. <laughs> I know who he's talking about. Like she's blind and she literally walks across the scene. She does. You can tell she's like looking at the camera, basically. You can see all the lights basically reflecting off her can off her glasses. She gave no shit. She just walks right across the scene. It's the craziest editing. I, I would have recut the scene after seeing that, but they, I mm. guess they didn't mind. Maybe it was one of their grandmas or something. Um, <laughs> the, but it actually highlights the fact that one of the things that I found out later was the, the actual, the park was open. They kept the park open, even though they were filming the show, they didn't shut the park down. So what you see in the background is all these people looking and I'm sure it's season five with the Brady Bunch. The people knew who the Brady Bunch was. <laughs> so you can see these 
kids, adults all sort of looking over or hamming it up for the camera. There's one scene where Greg and Peter are running and they literally run over a little kid that's in their way. Um, so it's actually funny. They didn't, they were cheap. They didn't want to shut the park down. So they kept filming while there's all these people walking around. I'm sure people are pissed though, that they were cutting in their line. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> I know exactly what lady's talking about because it start it struck yeah. me too. I'm like, God, that was rude. You know, she saw the fucking camera. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember that. Too. I did. I did see that also. Yeah. <laughs> if you look in the background when uh, Marsha and Jan go on the log ride, you can see some dumbass standing there waving to the camera. He's like, Hey. <laughs> if you pause at the right time. Yeah, you um, can every time I watch these episodes that go to Disney or whatever, I yeah. always watch the people in the background because everybody's just looking at them the whole time, just watching mm-hmm. them the whole time. It's just funny. And uh, also I'm really surprised they let Alice go like out of uniform. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so surprised they didn't just make her stay. Oh, you get to go to the park with you? No. You can stay at the hotel. And Mrs. Brady needs her dresses like pressed and all right. that and you got to make sure we have a nice meal for when we come back you know i just thought they were gonna do all that shit but <laughs> oh wait no i remember now because they want to torture her on rides that's right do you and we've talked about this a little bit in season like two but we haven't brought it up in a while do mm. you think ann davis was gay like 100 serious like not goofing I, on gay people i thought so i kind of had that feeling because like carol you know wears like you know, a fairly light dress. Um, you know, Marsha and Jan, they went with the style at the time and they ended up wearing pants and like a blouse kind of thing. <clears throat> but like Alice straight up wears like pretty much a similar outfit that Mike wears. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. she's wearing like slacks and like a, like a, like one of those, what do they call them? The Cuban style shirts where it buttons up in the front. Um, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, like well, a I mean, Hawaiian she, type it, shirt. Yeah, yeah. It's just not the outfit I would have went with if I was a, a female, but that's okay. That's I mean, I'm not we're not <laughs> right, judgmental right. on this show. I'm just curious as to at you know, at that point in time why she would choose to go with, with that outfit. But um mm. I put pictures and I can put these on Instagram if people want us to. I it's just pictures I literally took in my living room at the TV. But mm-hmm. Tack, if you look, uh the picture mm-hmm. on the left is a screenshot from the episode. Yeah. And if you look at the screenshot on the right, that's from, that's taken like recently. So you can tell it's the same building. You could tell it's the same. Yeah. I'm just looking at it. That's cool. I mean, that's like, you know, 50 years apart from each other. It's kind of neat. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. It looks, I like looking at stuff like that. It's pretty neat. You can see what's still there. What's not there. Those people aren't there anymore. They might it's be. Different, it's different people. It might be statues. <laughs> All right. Scene foe. Somewhere else in the park, we see Bobby and Cindy playing with a character performer in costume. Bobby messes with the poor guy's glasses, then grabs his hand and starts shaking it. (laughs) (laughs) Jill has an audio note from this scene. Bobby's hat. Uh, It looks like it's a cross between Gilligan's hat and LL Cool J's hat. (laughs) <laughs> well, LL Cool J had a Kangle, and I've got like three or four Kangles. I'm not the same kind LL Cool J has, but yeah. <laughs> but LL Cool J is more like a pith helmet. Anyways, Tack would know more about this hat. Is that a like a legit hat or no? Well, it's from like a Navy hat? Yeah. Uh-huh. No, not even close. I mean, it's. Uh-huh. I guess it would be close, but no, that's not it. Okay. Because as I understand, it's been a long time since I've seen Gilligan's Island, but as I understand, that's where his hat came from. Like he was in the Navy. That's Yeah, I think it was like a Dixie cup, but just right. like... 
flipped inside out kind of a thing. Yeah. But yeah. Did you ever wear them like that when you were on the boat? <laughs> no. Why not? <laughs> Definitely not. Well, first, we never wear them on the boat. Oh. It's just, you know. But you were in the Navy. <laughs> it was other times where we would wear that, that hat, but it would never wear it like Gilligan wears it. No, it's oh, okay. completely out of uniform. <laughs> All right. Jill had another audio clip from the same scene. Right. Bobby and Cindy are seen greeting some of the characters from, from the banana splits. I did a little bit of the deep dive, as you guys would say, and found that the character of Flegel was voiced by Paul Winchell, a.k.a. Skip Farnham, Mm. and the character of Mm. Drooper was voiced by Alan Melvin, a.k.a. Sam the Butcher. (laughs) That is so awesome. (laughs) Yeah, dig. (laughs) That is so cool. (laughs) Oh, and Mendy had this to say about this scene as well. When Cindy and Bobby greet some dog character from the Banana Splits, maybe. Check out the horrible acting from this girl or from this chick. <laughs> she is awful. That was and then she mom. included a picture. <laughs> she included a picture of this girl and she did like a little screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> and just this horrible acting by this girl. So I don't know who that girl was, but I don't know. <laughs> but if you're listening, you had gusto and we're proud of you. She had Moxie. Yeah, Moxie kids. He had Moxie, yeah. Um, I thought it was fun. I don't know why I thought it was so funny, but Mike was sweating through his shirt. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> oh, um, is this the scene where you see that? Yeah, yeah. Because um, Mendy mentioned that too, but I didn't know where it was, so I just picked another random spot oh, okay. to put it in. But Mendy has something to say about that later as well. So why did they give Bobby and Cindy so much money if she didn't want them loading up on eating? Like, what the hell are going to use for the money then? Well, I mean, they have... They get an allowance, so. Well, I guess, yeah. Um, um, my other note is we had spotters at the shop. Why are they just yeah. letting these kids do whatever the hell they want to? Like, where's the spotter I at? I know. There should be spotters. Absolutely. Like, maybe um, maybe Jill can can kind of clue us in on that a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. When, Jill, when you did it, did you have spotters? I'm waiting for her to respond. Because <laughs> um, we did, when me and Tack did it, we had spotters to keep us safe, to keep the kids safe. Because you know it's easy yeah. to step on you know kids' toes or something. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, let us know if you if you think about it. Um, but also Tack, I got two more pictures. Uh, yep. The one on the left is the screenshot from the show, uh, overlooking mm-hmm. the pool, all that kind of stuff. And the one on the right is one from uh, Google Earth, and you can see that triangle shaped building on the left hand side was still there. Um, hmm. um, but yeah. Kind of neat. It is kind of neat. Yeah. Is this from a different side? Because it doesn't say Carnival or whatever it says. No, I think Carnival, oh, Carnival was. Yeah. Was uh, it's it's like a um, Brazilian. Um, I don't want to say New Year's, but it's like a, a annual thing in Brazil. Uh, Carnival. It's from like the, if you ever see the the movie yeah, with yeah, the yeah. birds. What's it called? A Rio. So I think this was just kind of like um, where Universal does Mardi Gras. I think it's their equivalent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. That's like the yeah. same exact shot. Yeah, yeah, it took me a while to line it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's All right, scene cool. five. We are now treated to Carol and Alice on the Scrambler with Carol <laughs> screaming her ass off. We see Bobby and Cindy having fun on the Tilt-A-Whirl. I think it's the Tilt-A-Whirl. It might have been the Barrels. No, that was Tilt-A-Whirl. Oh, was well, it? I mean, I remember seeing Tilt-A-Whirl. We then see Carol, Peter, and Alice go down the log ride. Finally, we see Bobby and Cindy walking through the park eating a candy apple. Cindy speaks up saying, I just remembered something. 
When Bobby asks what, Cindy says, well, mom told us not to load up. Bobby agrees, saying, yeah, that's right. Cindy asks Bobby, so what should we do? Bobby thinks for a moment and says, well, mom also said never to waste food, right? Well, apples are food. Cindy leans into Bobby smiling and says, so we better not waste them. They Mm. both smile and run off. (laughs) So uh, Mindy had this to say. She said, listen out for repeated weird sounding Alice laughter, especially on log flume and the roller coaster. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) It's nice seeing Alice having fun. Alice never gets that fun. She never gets a break. <laughs> uh, my only note is that I love the scrambler. I did too. I love the yeah, scrambler. And I actually ride. liked Tilt Whirl. Like I didn't like spinny rides, but Tilt Whirl was always fun. And the Gravitron was fun too. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, scene six. We then see Peter, Greg, and Mike at a carnival type game. Peter throws a ball and breaks a plate. Peter and Greg cheer for him. Peter proudly announces, I broke the most. Mike, proud of him, says, yeah, and the victor goes to the spoils, and the spoils include paying the man. Mike and Greg laugh as they walk off. Peter, left standing there, says, now wait, then turns around and pays him. Next, we see a girl running a carnival booth with footballs, yelling, who will be next to throw the ball and win a prize? As Greg and Mike walk by the girl and ask, care to try your luck? Greg stops, saying, Hi, what do I do? The girl tells him, you throw the ball through one of the holes and win a prize. <laughs> Greg gets the that creepy look in his eyes and asks, do I get my choice of prizes? The girl, smi- <laughs> the girl smiles, crosses her arms and says, I don't know. That depends. Greg smiles back and says, well, let's see how it works out. Just then, Peter walks by and tells Mike, this looks easy, Dad. Oh, sorry. Sorry. He's getting carried away with the porn. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. uh, No. Peter says, this looks easy, Dad. Let's try. Mike, seeing what's going on, turns to Peter and says, Peter, I think uh, this is more Greg's ballgame. Peter, acting naive as fuck, asks, why? Peter then says... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's get in on it. Suggesting that perhaps Peter isn't as naive as he looks. <laughs> Mike finally says, sorry, I think you've just been benched. As Mike walks away, Greg throws the ball, but doesn't even come close. Hmm. So well, that guy really thought them glasses were hot shit. The guy that Peter has to pay. <laughs> he had like these <laughs> gold rim glasses and like the, the, the tint on them was like a, like a color tint. It was pretty funny. Um, I, I actually tried tracking this girl down. I really did. I went on like to her IMDb stalker? page oh. and unless you have IMDb pro IMDb pro, you can't get in hold of her, any of her agents or anything, but she retired from acting like in the eighties or something. Mm. Um, but I tried to find her on Facebook. I tried to find her on Instagram. I tried to find her everywhere I could because I was going to ask her just a couple of questions about the episode, but I couldn't get a hold of her. Um, mm. But is that really how Greg throws? I mean, he throws the way I do with my left hand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what Greg gets. I mean, he was only a halfback, Jimmy. 
I thought it was like a three quarterback or something. Like that. <laughs> if he only if he only had Jerry Rogers type skills, then it'd be true. different. <laughs> Scene seven. Next, we see Bobby and Cindy walking through the park yet again, eating more junk food. Mm-hmm. This time, ice cream. <laughs> Cindy speaks up, saying, "I kind of feel guilty. I keep remembering what Mom said about eating." Bobby thinks for a moment and says, "Well, ice cream isn't eating." It's licking, right? <laughs> Cindy, Cindy speaks up and says, so that doesn't count, does it? Bobby says, of course not. When you eat, you have to swallow. Mm. This just slides down by itself. At least that's what I heard dad whispering to the black lady down the street. <laughs> Man. <laughs> hi <Hi-ho. clears throat> Um, the scene was hot. I gotta admit. Hell yeah. <laughs> scene eight. We are now treated to Marsha sliding down. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh, a slide on a potato sack. Okay. Followed by Jan and then by Alice, who of course makes funny faces the entire way down. <laughs> and finally by Carol, whose skinny ass almost gets stuck. <laughs> she don't weigh enough. She's like, eh. She's <laughs> like, uh. We then see a ride called the Monster and are treated to an onboard camera angle, but never get to see anyone ride it. Mm. Mm. I was disappointed. I was like, oh, they're going to scream their ass off in this one. And then they never wrote it. Like, the <laughs> um, this particular ride is no longer there, but mm. me and Tech have ridden a ride like this before. Um, Carol can't even slide it without, like, slide on a slide without fucking it up. Like, <laughs> like she can't even do that right. Like it's it's mm-hmm. simple. It's one of the you literally let gravity take over, and she still find a way to fuck to fuck it up. Um, mm-hmm. But I love the ride is called the octopus. I love the octopus. Uh, I do not. I went on the octopus once when really? I was a kid. I was terrified the whole well, time. As a kid, yeah. But have you ridden it now? No, because I was oh, terrified awesome. last time I rode it. <laughs> no, because it was scary when I was five. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I wasn't five. I was probably like twelve or thirteen. <laughs> I was like really scared, and I just wanted off. <laughs> Girl scared you back then too, but you still ask him out, don't you? No, you've never asked a girl out. I'm single, Jimmy. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's like thanks for bringing that up. My cat died. <laughs> you want to bring that up too? <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Scene nine. Back to Greg, who's still trying to get one of his balls into this girl's hole. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, he makes it. As the girl claps for Greg, Greg reaches into his pocket and says, I'll take some more balls. The girl looking worried says, you'll wear yourself out. Greg says, well, I'm going to keep throwing it to you. Tell me your name. The girl thinks for a moment and says, well, to save you a dislocated shoulder, it's Marge. No, hmm. no, that's not pretty. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I don't know, Marge. No. <laughs> Greg introduces himself back saying, I'm Greg Brady. I think I've thrown more footballs than Joe Namath in a whole season. Mm. The girl makes goofy faces trying to smile. Greg asks, when do you get out of here? The girl looks at her watch and says, right about now. Greg answers, hey, great. Have lunch with me. But Marge tells Greg she can't and that she's filling in for her brother. He's an animal. (laughs) Greg trying to sound... Uh, creepy, apparently, says, aren't we all? Mm. Marge rolls her eyes and lets out a fake laugh, finally clarifying, saying, I mean, he wears one of those animal costumes that walks around the park greeting people. 
As Marge turns to walk away, Greg stops her and asks, Hey, which animal are you? The girl, obviously wanting to get away from Greg, says, That's for you to find out. <laughs> Greg is left hollering for Marge. <laughs> obviously trying to get away. <laughs> no, she just you know, she wouldn't to be get. in that fucking costume. She wasn't even in it. How many times was she in that costume in this episode? Zero. Exactly. Jake. So she's trying that's, she just gave him the wrong cell phone number, is what she did. <laughs> but let's see if Jill agrees. Let's see what okay. no Jill has. I bet you she agrees with me. Watch this. Creepy Greg strikes again. Hell yeah. Although I think Marge is kind of into him. What? <laughs> see, she don't agree with you. Huh, okay. She's playing hard to get, that's all. That's like when I met uh this one girl one time and I was like I had a few too many beers and I was right. like and I had to leave and I was like, can I get your number? You know, and she's like, she goes, sure. It's da 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 And I was like, wait, can you say it again? And she goes, nope. She's like, if you want to get a hold of me, you'll remember. And I was like, that's pretty good. And I actually did remember it. <laughs> <laughs> you did? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So did she answer the phone? Yeah. Did you go out there? Yeah. Um, I, I married her. <laughs> oh, was it? oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right I mean, obviously we're not together anymore, but yeah. <laughs> right on. Mm-hmm. Now, I had a girl play hard to get to me with me one time. I asked her out. And she was like, <laughs> get away from me before I kick you in the balls. I'm like, yes. She's talking about rubbing my balls with her feet. It's awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, so in this scene, why didn't Greg win a prize? Like he finally uh, got his ball into in a hole. Like why didn't he win a prize? <laughs> yeah, she owes him a prize. Seriously, yeah. Um, and yeah, and hmm. I put wow, Greg is creepy as fuck. <laughs> scene ten. As our montage continues, we see Peter, Greg, Marsha, Alice, Carol, Jan, and what looks like Bobby riding a coaster called the Red Racer. Everyone screams and has a great time and gets decapitated by the camera. As if, <laughs> <laughs> Except for that one girl sitting next to Peter that looks, that looks pissed. She looked pissed. I don't know if you saw her, but she looked like she did not want to be there. <laughs> next, we see Marsha and Jan flying around on some death machine ride. The cars look like planes being flown around on wires that you somehow steer with a big tail. They look kind of cool, but I don't yeah, think that's what I would but I wouldn't trust it. <laughs> uh, the camera then cuts to Bobby and Cindy sitting in front of the ride on a bench eating popcorn. Cindy is telling Bobby, eating popcorn really isn't eating because we're just after the prizes, right? Uh, Bobby answers, right. We'll just work our way through the box till we get to the prizes. Because they're always at the bottom. So neither Bobby or Cindy has a watch on. So how do they know what time to meet up? Well, I assume there's probably clocks throughout the oh, park. Maybe. I don't know. Um, this ride is still there. Um, Which one? The the roller coaster they go on. Oh. Yeah. Um, I would love to ride this. Like, can we? <laughs> like This is an old wooden roller coaster. Would you ride a wooden roller coaster? Are you too afraid to? Probably. No, I yeah. probably would. Um. How are they all back together to ride this? I thought that everybody went their different directions. I don't know. I think it's just it's just a montage, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but also, I thought only Cracker Jacks had prizes. I didn't know all popcorn. If so, I've thrown away so many prizes over the years. <laughs> at the movie theater. 
<laughs> I think it's only popcorn in boxes. Oh, is that what so, it is? Okay. <laughs> maybe that's it. So more more pictures. The one yeah. on the left is the screenshot from the TV show. Mm-hmm. The one on the right. See the slide. I is see. it today? Oh, I see the right. Yeah, the, the mm-hmm. little like wing ride or whatever that was. That, yeah, that um, that blue house, that yeah. house, the blue building right there. Um, mm-hmm. That's in the original. If you look, uh, these two big big black squares are the are still there. They're the other ones, but you can see where that slide was. It's not there anymore. But, yeah, yeah. And also, there's another picture of the screenshot of them coming around with that orange and white building. And then this one was a little bit harder of a shot to get, but I managed to. And that's from the same angle, almost the same angle. Hmm. The rail, the wooden railing is still there. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if you look at those park benches really close. That could be very well be the same park benches. I mean, they look like similar design. Yeah. Pretty nifty, that's huh? Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Nice work, Jimmy. L to the L. So <laughs> they're eating popcorn. You know how Bobby is. He can't stop eating that popcorn, man. He so loves popcorn. Two out of the three vacations they went on, his ass ate popcorn. Mm-hmm. And that's the only time you ever see him. So once a year, Bobby eats popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> and if people ask, Bobby, what's up with the popcorn? He's like, hey, this popcorn saved my life once. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Scene 11. Marsha and Jan step out from a souvenir shop. Marsha tells Jan, little Nancy will love that poster you bought for her. Jan replies, it's the least I could do after making all the money babysitting for her folks. Marsha jokes (laughs) saying, yeah, I meant to hit you up for a loan. Jan quickly changes the subject saying, but maybe I should have gotten her the giraffe poster. Marsha thinks and says, well, we better do it later. Right now, we've got to go meet the others for lunch. Jan tells Marsha, let's go back after we eat. Yes, let's. Yes, let's run. <laughs> <laughs> Wizard of Oz. What's that? <laughs> Wizard of Oz. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't realize how much I really quote that movie. I quote that movie all the time. <laughs> all right, but... Enough about the Wizard of Oz. Let's see what Jill has to say. All right. Why didn't Jan wait till the end of the day to purchase the poster? Yeah. I, oh, that's it. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> I kind of have that note later on. Same thing. It's like, what the fuck was she thinking? Like, why would she buy a po- Hey, the first thing I want to do is go buy a piece of paper, you know, because it's not going to rain or nothing. <laughs> I'm um, not going to be on water rides or exactly, anything. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mendy had something to say, too. Okay. She says... Marsha says the word lunch in a really odd accent. We better meet the others for lunch. Well, I don't I don't know how she said it. I'm just I'm <laughs> trying to do my best, Mandy. And what's everyone having for lunch? I sorry, me being Tack, who's doing the impression of Mandy, I don't remember how Marsha says lunch. I don't so. know either. I wonder if she says it like school. School or or war wolves. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> but why would you go like all the way back to do the exchange? They're <laughs> right there still. Yeah, they're literally right outside the store. And they can go all the way back there? Just do, come on. See, that's no. what's nice about Disney is um, if you're staying in a hotel at Disney, which they would have if they went, you can have them bring it and deliver it to your hotel room. 
Yeah. Like you would so, do it from the, st- from the shop. So you mm-hmm. go, Hey, I'm staying at this resort at this room. Just send it. And they'll go, no problem. I'll be in your room when you get there. There you so, go. It's pretty cool. Marsha kind of reminded me of Mr. T and all the, in this episode with all these gold chains on. You see how many gold chains that girl's wearing? <laughs> Holy no, shit. I didn't notice. She's talking about hitting Jan up for a loan. She's wearing all that gold. The fuck out of here. She probably got that from boys. It's yeah. Google. All the, the sound in this to me sounds like it's dubbed. It sounds all ADR. It does. It probably it? was. Yeah. Just because there was probably so much noise in the background. Yeah. So, yeah, it probably was. Scene 12. Underneath an umbrella at a table, we see Alice and Carol sitting there with what looks like a basket full of pretzels. Mike walks up and says, I stopped by the room to pick up the plans before the meeting, but is interrupted by Greg, who runs up and says, I just want to tell you, I can't stay for lunch. I met a girl. (laughs) Carol goes into mom mode saying, Greg, you have to eat. Greg quickly grabs a pretzel and says, okay. Mike looks and says, well, man does not live on bread alone. As Greg begins to run off, he runs into Peter, who asks where he's going. Greg tells him to see an animal about a girl. (laughs) Peter shrugs it off and sits at the table. As he sits, he says, boy, that roller coaster sure made me hungry. Question. Yes. So these groups are Bobby and Cindy, who right. are eating all the food, Marsha and Jan, who are buying posters. Right. Who's Peter hanging out with? Is he walking around by he himself? Hang- no, he was hanging out with Mike. Was he? Oh, okay. All right. Alice asks, how could you tell? Because he was saying about the roller coaster. Okay. Alice asks, how could you tell? I left my stomach back on the roller coaster. But on the roller coaster. <laughs> Hey oh! Just then, Bobby and Cindy run up and sit. Carol greets them and asks, "Hi, I guess you two kids must be starved too, huh?" They both sheepishly look at each other, then back at Carol and say, "Um, well, Mom, do they have a child's plate?" Cindy suggests, "Maybe Bobby and I can share one." As they sit down, Carol asks, "Didn't I warn you two about eating everything in sight?" Bobby reluctantly says. Yeah, but next time you ought to warn us a lot harder. Cindy agrees, saying, yeah, maybe we can eat lunch later. Marsha and Jan finally arrive. Marsha walks up, saying, sorry, we're late. Jan immediately says, it was my fault. I couldn't decide between a bear and a giraffe. Marsha then asks, what's everyone having for lunch? For lunch. I don't know how she said it. (laughs) School. Mike, realizing what time it is, says, we better order. I don't want to be late for my meeting. Jan looks down and notices Peter's feet and says, Peter, will you kindly get your feet off my poster? You're going to positively ruin it. (laughs) Peter barks back, take better care of it. Jan then thinks out loud, I wish I had someplace to put it for safekeeping. She then notices Mike's plans and says, hey, dad, do you need both of those? (laughs) <laughs> Mike answers very seriously saying, honey, the entire reason for us being here is in these cylinders. Jan then asks, well, could your sketches fit into one so I can put my poster in, in the other? Please, I have to take it all the way home. Mike doesn't think twice saying, oh, I guess so. Mike makes the switch and puts them back underneath the table. All right. So let's see. Let's see what Jill has to say. Okay. I think it was kind of shitty of Jan to ask for the cylinders that her dad needed for his very important presentation. 
Yeah, I thought it was kind of forward yeah. for her to be like, you know, can't you just like hold him yourself and let me have the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of holding this cylinder that's a poster. Instead, can I put it in there and hold another cylinder? Like, I mean, I don't understand how this is going to make it any easier, but it's not like it had like a strap on it, like a, you know, like a pool cue right. or something. Um, <laughs> why wasn't she allowed to say Yogi Bear? Oh, I don't know. I think she, well, they do later. Well, they don't say it, but they show it. No, I think Mike says something about Yogi Bear. Doesn't Does he? He? Oh. Um, and again, I, I kind of feel like, why did she buy it knowing that she had to carry it around? And why the fuck isn't it in a bag? Like, all they all she had yeah. to do is be like, can you put this in a bag for me? And they would have given her a bag with handles. Boom. Problem solved. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why Did you notice the random shot of Marsha? No. It's like she's not even paying attention. She's just like, like staring <laughs> off and they just show her for a second. Like, uh, and then they go back to what they're doing. <laughs> I guess maybe they just needed a cut there, and they had, it's the only thing they had. I guess. I, don't <laughs> I mean, I've been in some editing pinches myself and going, <laughs> shit, I got to show something. Show this point. I'll show this. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. That's what yeah. B-roll is for. <laughs> there you go. <sighs> Scene 13. We are now in Mike's meeting. Ooh. Mike is beginning the meeting saying, gentlemen, as I've indicated, our firm has an interesting concept for the new area of your park. So for your consideration, but as Mike looks into the tube, he stops in his tracks. One of the men asks, is there something wrong, Mr. Brady? May I see the sketches? He takes the sketches from Mike and unrolls it, revealing Yogi Bear. Damn, Mike drew Yogi Bear? The baseball player? <laughs> Everyone chuckles as the man says, well, I appreciate your little joke, Mr. Brady. Mike gets serious saying, well, I'm afraid it's an unplanned joke. I'm sorry. There's been a mix up. This is my daughter's poster. She must have my sketches. Mike thinks and says, well, there's no problem. I'll find my daughter and get them back. The man reluctantly tells Mike, well, we leave in half an hour to catch a plane. Mike hmm. thinks for a moment and says, well, I hope I can find her by then. Oh, jeez. You know, there's only one man that can give us interesting insight on this right now, Tech. Who's that? It's Jim Larson. Another mm. thing I'd like to point out is, what's with these yellow tubes? You notice this yellow tubes? Every time we've seen something with uh, Mike's delivering plans, there's a yellow tube. <laughs> uh, remember when Greg was delivering plans for him and he had carried this yellow tube around? Uh <laughs> Mike flies all the way to Cincinnati carrying two yellow tubes. Isn't there an easier way to carry these plans around or at least deliver them uh, directly to these folks? And then why everything yellow? Uh, and then when Jan's like, can I get something for my poster? He's like, no, we, uh, you know, this is important for the, sh for our, for our trip. This is our whole reason we're here. Oh, come on, dad, give me a tube. He gives her a tube that's got, and he stuffs the work that he's done in this one tube. And then obviously the one of the and most annoying scenes to me was then he goes to present, pulls out, looks and sees it's a Yogi Bear poster. And instead of saying to the folks in the room, he's like, oh, uh, I got the wrong plans. He pulled out the poster and let him look at it. I mean, you lose all credibility <laughs> if you show a Yogi Bear poster and you know, you're like, oh, I, you know, I, I messed things up. Well, you know, um, back a long time ago, they used to make all these tubes either black or brown. 
but they kept getting lost, so they made them a better color. <laughs> so they no, would. That's, that's a joke. Like, so you can find them like on yeah. canoes and they stuff. made them like a bright color because they were getting lost. No, I, it was, I was trying to make a joke, but it, it wasn't funny. Um, I thought it was funny. I laughed, Jimmy. <laughs> Do you not hear me? <laughs> yeah, but uh, good points. Good points. So, like, aren't cell phones great? Like, <laughs> <laughs> hold on, I, I can clear this up in a minute. Hey, Jan. <laughs> Exactly. That tibia, bring it to this room. There. She'll be here in a minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, God, just, oh, man. I don't know how we Actually, survived. you know what would have happened realistically? He would have mm. been like, he would have pulled out the tube and be like, shit, this is my daughter's Yogi Bear poster. Oh, that's not a problem. And he just opened up his laptop. I'll get it when you emailed it to me. I'll pull it up on my laptop. <laughs> Why'd you bring the tubes? You know you emailed this to me, right? Like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, you're right. Never mind. Then why am I here at all? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i thought it was weird looking at that table because no laptops no cell phones just pads <laughs> right. of paper and pencils that's it no oh, and it's some moron who decided to store his briefcase on the table like a douchebag but that's that's beside the point sorry um the only thing missing i think was like a girl in a skirt like taking notes like yeah. taking the minutes of the meeting <laughs> um so it's funny because Jim Larrison's like, you know, you know, he, his last point that he made was that it doesn't look very professional. Mike shows up wearing like fucking jeans and a dress up shirt with no tie, like to this important <laughs> business meeting. Like what the fuck? Really? <laughs> and then you lose, they must think you're some kind of moron. Like, <laughs> if I called his boss going, who the fuck did you send out here? This like, guy shows here? up a fucking He's a t-shirt. Are you here to make like character sketches of people that walk around the park? Like, who the fuck are you? Um, but also why would you not double check? Like a, I would get to the meeting early, right? Yeah. B, I would have those drawings set up before the meeting started. (laughs) Right. Right. I wouldn't be like, I know we only have half an hour, but just give me a second to unroll all this shit from my tube, which I could have done before the meeting. Um, <laughs> three before I even left the table, I would have been like, hold on a second. Let me make sure I got the right thing. So, well, I mean, what about when he left to go to the meeting? Right. He just like sees two yellow tubes and he goes, Oh, this is probably it. Exactly. That's what like, I mean. Leaves. Like, why would you not open it and check to make sure anybody would, any normal person would have checked yeah. or just bring them both with you. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> this one's probably it. It's like, what? What's the worst that can happen? What? <laughs> this one feels heavier. It's probably it. It's not like he only has a half an hour or anything. And Carol's like, well, honey, he literally told you on the phone. He only had half an hour. Like, <laughs> well, this one feels heavy. Are you sure? Don't you want to maybe like pop the top off and just peek in and take two seconds? It's not like we've ever yeah, lost one... a tube before. <laughs> Scene 14. Now we see where the rest of the family is. They're on a canoe ride, paddling by some teepees and a totem poles. After that, we see Jan and Marsha in an old-timey car. It's a right-hand drive, and Jan is driving. Next, they go on another log flume, where they splash down, getting their clothes (laughs) all moist. I put moist on purpose because it irritates people. I just want to see how many people comment. doesn't bother me to say moist. Moist? It doesn't bother me to say moist. It's kind of like saying wet. But, you know, different. It's moist. Yeah, it's moist. Like, it's it's more descriptive, I think, exactly, than just yeah. wet. Yeah. So, I mean, you're really pushing it forward, saying, 
Well, they got wet, sure, but like they got really wet. Like it's deep. Like they're moist. Well, plus, like I don't know if you, I don't know if you've ever ridden a log flume ride. Mm-hmm. But sure. one thing that sucks about riding a log flume ride is you always seem to go on it. It's not like you go to these parks wearing your bathing suit. You go there wearing like, you know, mm-hmm. plaid pants and a yellow shirt. Let's say. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you know what Jan wear. And <laughs> when you get off, it's you're not you you're kind of dripping wet sometimes, but for the most part you're not. And you got to walk around the rest of the day uncomfortable because yeah. your pants never quite dry. So that feeling because that they're our, moist. Yeah, the feeling that the listeners are getting every time we say the word moist. Okay, yeah. that's how Jan and, and Marsha felt all day because their <laughs> exactly. pants were wet. So I put that in there yeah. on purpose so you could experience. What they were experiencing. Mm-hmm. And what's the worst thing? Moist. Is getting your socks oh. moist. Yes, exactly. With shoes oh, on. Oh, God. Yep. Oh, God. Horrible. That's why I wear socks with my flip-flops. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> anyway, as they're getting off the ride, Jan tells Marsha, I have to go back to the poster shop so I can exchange. Wait a minute. I lost it. Marsha lets out a sympathetic, oh no, we must have left it on the ride. Jan says, it could be anywhere. I'll have to get another one. Luckily, they're not too expensive. You so know, It's not like they're going to cost dad his job. <laughs> so apparently Jan really does suck at everything because she can't even take care of a poster. So, <laughs> um, I could not find this ride at the park. Yeah. Um, but... Um, but I, I don't really see the point in the ride. Disney used to have the same kind of thing. Like you remember when yeah. Disney had this? When it's like, yeah, you get to yeah. go to the park and have a workout. Um, <laughs> the, those cars though are awesome. Um, and also, mm-hmm. I put I'm I was so ADD in my notes on this particular one. Um, I absolutely love log rides. I don't know how you feel about them, but I love them. <laughs> yeah, they're um, all right. But how crazy would it be? For these people not knowing this is happening, walking around and seeing like Jan and Marsha run by, and you know what I mean? How crazy yeah. would that be? <laughs> like, did I just see Jan Brady fucking walk by? <laughs> she just run past the camera. Did Alice just run over a kid? Was that Alice? <laughs> <laughs> you know that little kid got in trouble. Ow! The lady that plays Alice just hit me. Like, honey, <laughs> what have we told you about lying? Um, but I have <laughs> a few more pictures. The one on the far left is a shot from inside the car that they were driving on. And particularly uh, note the mm-hmm. building on the far right-hand side with the yep. gold top. And to your left, you can see it behind the tree, the, um, the Eiffel Tower. It's the same color as the mm. sky a little bit, so it's kind of hard to see. And gotcha. if you look at the next picture, you can see the Eiffel mm-hmm. Tower. And if you look through the trees on the far right-hand side, you see that building and you can faintly see the gold top. So this is where that, road would have been that they were riding on, but it's since been redesigned. Uh, but this mm. is the spot that that would have been in. Next one mm. is the log ride. Um, <laughs> yeah. They, um, <laughs> they were on the obviously freeze in your paws. <laughs> <laughs> they were on the left side of the log ride. The camera was, uh, yeah. the only picture I could get was on the right side of the log ride, mm-hmm. but you can tell it's the same log ride. So, Mm-hmm. They've since taken out the whole wooden structure with the wheel and everything. That's all gone. But that is the same log ride. So Yeah. Looks like they replaced it with metal, maybe. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right. So this is where we take our next break. Mm. So Mike has mixed up the plans with Jan. And little does he know that Jan has lost him. 
Will Mike make it in time and make the park even more beautiful? Or will Jan ruin everything as usual? All these changes you're finding whenever Mike did those. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. We will be Hmm. back. Coming in the fall of 2022, Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel inspired by the toys and cartoons of the 1980s. Click the link in today's show notes to preview now. The book follows 11-year-old Tommy Grant, who is trying to deal with some unfavorable circumstances in his otherwise tranquil life in rural 1980s Ohio. He retreats to the thing he loves most, the Order of Cosmic Champions, a long-running animated TV program and line of toys that provides Tommy with a much-needed boost of joy, especially when he discovers that the manufacturer is holding a nationwide create-a-character contest. The winning design will be made into an action figure and be sold the world over, with its creator becoming president for a day at the headquarters of the manufacturer. But when Tommy's character design loses out, his world begins to crumble, and you can only think of one way to fix it. Find the kid that submitted the winning design and try to convince him to help make Tommy's dream come true. Visit orderofcosmicchampions.com now, where you can read about the inspiration for the new book. Watch the teaser trailer. Listen to the official theme song, Stand or Fall, by Stan Bush. See action figure designs based on the Order of Cosmic Champions characters and sign up for updates on the novel's progress and upcoming release date. That's orderofcosmicchampions.com or click the link in today's show notes. Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel by Anthony Rapino and Anthony Great, coming in the fall of 2022. And we are back. Ooh, Ooh, yeah. man. Ooh. I don't know about you, you but feel- I took a nap in my time off. <laughs> yeah. I got some things done. Yeah. I drank some water. I went pee-pees. Mm-hmm. So it was awesome. That was a great break. That is. That's great that you did that on the time off. But I actually went out and um, I helped homeless children did um, you? find homes. and. I'd also did some work for um, Habitat for Humanity. Okay. And all that. All that on the break, you know. Right on. That's what I do. I just went pee-pee and, and went sleep. <laughs> Not at the gotcha. same time. I went pee-pee first <laughs> and then went sleep. I didn't like go to sleep and piss all over myself. I'm not like that. I haven't done that in You got to be careful in your dreams when you have to go to the bathroom in oh, your that's dreams and up, you yeah. go to the bathroom. Yeah. I've been a victim of that um, one and a half times. <laughs> <laughs> How many times as an adult? Uh, both of those times were oh, really? an adult. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, I guess I had to pee like really badly in my sleep and in my dream I went to the bathroom and then I woke up <laughs> pissed all over myself <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I get awesome. up, I'm like, I was like, I don't 
even remember ever peeing the bed when I was a kid, but I must have, you know, when you're a little kid, I guess. But I was like, are you freaking kidding me? I like jumped up. Luckily, I didn't get anything on the bed because I was laying on my back. (laughs) And then another time, probably a few years later, same kind of thing. I was going to the bathroom in a dream. And then it was like a little bloop started coming out and immediately woke up. Oh, fuck. No, not happening again. (laughs) So that's awesome. Be careful. You got to be careful of that. You ever had any Japanese porn moments where you like throw up and poop at the same time? What? <laughs> um, n- no, you? No, I never have. <laughs> I was just curious. Okay. So I got a story to tell. Okay. <laughs> Has nothing to do with anything we've just mentioned. Okay. <sighs> and I'm sure listeners will be thankful for that. <laughs> so, like... When I, back in the late 90s, okay. um, living in Florida, obviously, and my cousin um, up in Indiana was coming down to visit for a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, one of the things he wanted to do was go to Disney. So me and him went to Disney one day. Nice. And uh, yeah, it was fun. With just you and, and him? while we were, yeah. Okay. Um, and while we were there, um, they were actually filming. <laughs> An episode of Boy Meets World. Nice. It's one of the, one of their like going to Disney World episodes because right. you know shows had to do that. And so I got to see like it was kind of cool because we're like in line for something and um, we got them got to watch them basically shooting a scene and it had like the main kid in it. Um, what was his name? Uh, something Savage. One of the uh, Savage ben brothers. Savage. Ben Savage. Yeah, Ben Savage and like his best friend on the show. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, it was just the two of them, um, and they were, like, in line for, like, this food vendor or something like that. And they were there for hours shooting this scene. And then when you watch the scene on the episode, it's literally, like, maybe 12 seconds. <laughs> but, they, but they shot this all day long, and I don't know how many times they reshot oh. it and reshot it and reshot it. So, I mean, it was, like, a fake vendor with, like, extra standing in the line with mm-hmm. them, you know, but everybody else in the background are just regular people. It's just, so you get to see that people standing around just watching <laughs> and the director every once in a while would have to get onto the, like the bullhorn and be like, please stop looking at the camera. Please stop looking at the actors. <laughs> like, and so, um, but when I watched the episode, when it finally came out, like, I think you can just see my hat in the background and that's <laughs> it. Like I wasn't like right there on the screen going, you know, like that. But in the back, I was wearing a, this black hat, and I remember seeing it way in the background. <laughs> but um, cool. <laughs> it was kind of neat just kind of watching it, watching them shoot this thing. It was pretty cool. Yeah, right. Like, they had a big old crane and that they were using. And uh, in between takes, like, Ben Savage was, like, hanging on it and shit. Like that. <laughs> I was like, that'd be kind of fun as a kid. You know, I was kind of... And, you know, that was kind of neat. So that's cool. Yeah. So I can relate to uh, them being out there and not closing the park down, you know, mm-hmm. so just shooting with everybody around. So, yeah. 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 That's cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. <clears throat> so you ready to get back into this? Yeah, man. Let's do it. Okay. So when we left off, Micah just found out that he does not have his sketches. And hmm. Jan, at the same time, found out she lost him. Hmm. Will Mike find Jan? And will Jan find the sketches? Mm. Or will all of this have been for nothing? 
Hmm. I don't know. Let's see, Tack. Let's get back into this. Okay. Scene 15. Next, we see Alice, Carol, Cindy, Bobby, Peter, Jan, and Marsha riding a circular roller coaster. Excuse me. All of them screaming their heads off. Hmm. In another part of the park, we see someone come through a gate in an animal costume and immediately kids start grabbing at the costume. <laughs> the person politely shakes hands and continues walking where they are stopped by Greg who leans in their face asking Marge. <laughs> but a deep male voice answers asking, do I sound like a Marge? <laughs> Greg replies. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like that Marge from Pee Wee's big adventure. Um, <laughs> Large Marge. Yeah. <laughs> Greg replies. Sorry, do you know which animal Marge is? The animal shakes their head no and walks off. Greg then spots another animal and runs to it. He politely asks, hey, you wouldn't be Marge, would you? The person takes off their helmet to reveal it's yet again a guy. <laughs> Greg continues, she's the girl at the football booth. She's filling in for her brother. He politely tells Greg, oh yeah, she's inside the employee area. Greg says thanks and begins walking that direction. The man in the costume stops him and says, wait a minute, you can't go in there. Not unless you're an employee. <laughs> As the guy in the costume begins to walk away, Greg stops him again and asks, hey, how would you like to rent me your costume for a while? Hmm. <clears throat> Creepy. <laughs> all right. So let's see what Jill can make out of all this. Uh, you were not supposed to take the head off when you are a costume character. That is grounds <laughs> for dismissal. Exactly. Thank you, Jill. <laughs> that is absolutely true. <clears throat> I've heard some horror stories about, you know, Disney characters like getting sick, throwing up in their costumes, like overheating, fainting, passing out, and they still can't take their 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 head off. Damn. <clears throat> Jim might be able to shed some light on this too. All right. Take it away, Jim. And so the last thing I point out is Greg is showing off his uh, getting busy. He has definitely found uh, his girl and he's working it. Uh, one thing I'd point out one of the, when you're talking about the bear, uh, when uh, he gets the bear costume, supposedly that bear is Schwartz's son. Sherwood Schwartz's oh, son that plays yeah, the bear. Yeah. We'll have to ask Lloyd. It's kind of new. Yeah, Lloyd. Louis J. Schwartz. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Cool. Um, hmm. I, I do have to say that, you know, Jim has a very good speaking voice and his recording sounds really good. Not to say yours doesn't, Jill, but that's <laughs> just the first time we've heard either one of you talking. <coughs> I, I think yeah. both of your audio sounds really good. I just want to say that. Um, mm -hmm. I've always heard of this ride being called, the, the roller coaster ride being called the Swiss Bobs or the Flying Bobs. Um, they had it at Boardwalk and Baseball back in the day. If you remember going to Boardwalk and Baseball, oh Mr. Ellington, God. remember that? I've never been to Boardwalk and Baseball, but why would I go and not you? I have no idea. Okay, <clears throat> did you go in sixth grade? <laughs> well, that but back then they called this the Flying Bobs or the Swiss Bobs. Um, hmm. I, I that's another ride that I absolutely love. Um, this guy in the red dog outfit kind of looked familiar to me, but I, I don't know where I would have known him from. Um, Isn't that Lloyd Schwartz who we were just talking about? I don't think so. Lloyd Schwartz is like shorter and old. It was a joke. Type. <laughs> no, I got you. Um, he was like, he was like a sixty, almost sixty years. Well, old. there's two. Oh, he though the guy in the he's saying the guy in the red costume is Lloyd Schwartz. 
Yeah. Okay, that hundred percent. That's why it's okay. That's why I look familiar. Okay. Um, <laughs> boy, there is no end to how creepy Greg will be. Is there? I just don't give the guy who's the employee was like, sure, stranger, you can wear this and I'll just go take a break and take money. I mean, unless like, they own the costumes, but, but isn't this, still, he's like letting, letting a non-employee <laughs> like go into the employee area wearing an employee costume. Like, But I mean, uh, in the last scene, spoiler alert, we see Peter wearing the same costume. Yeah. Because this is the costume that Marge is supposedly having to wear. No. What do you mean, no? She doesn't specify. She says she has to wear an animal. No, but he specifies that he's taking over for Marge because Greg took her out for lunch. Who is? Oh, no. Yeah, later. Yeah. But this is the costume. And earlier, she had told Greg, well, I got to fill in for my brother. So either this guy is her brother or she was lying the entire time. She's not in the costume. Which Mm -hmm. proves my theory that she's just trying to get away from fucking creepy Greg. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. All good points. Yes. Scene 16. We now see Greg bringing his creepiness to new heights as he's now walking around in costume looking for Marge. As he begins to walk back to the employee area, he sees Marge walk out. He greets her with a hello there, but is completely ignored as she keeps walking. And that just tells me she's like constantly being hit on, I guess. (laughs) So she just ignores it. (laughs) He chases her saying, hey, wait a minute. Hey, it's me. Marge then turns to him, sharply says, why don't you go someplace and hibernate? Oh, damn. (laughs) Just then, Mike stops both of them and asks, aren't you the young girl from the football booth? And apparently she's like, yeah, hey. Yeah, right, yeah. Then she she ain't rude anymore. She's like, like, why don't you leave me the fuck alone? <laughs> Everybody, leave me alone, God! So, that, so maybe then the guy that was in the costume originally, Lloyd Schwartz. Maybe she don't like. That's what it is. She don't like Lloyd Schwartz. She's you're like you're that creepy guy that like writes some of the episodes <laughs> for the Brady Bunch. Who's <laughs> <laughs> been funny? Mike's allowed to go talk to her, and she's like, "Yeah, aren't you the girl from the football booth?" She's like, "Yep, hell yeah, yeah." <laughs> you gonna toss me your balls? <laughs> the young girl answers, yes. <laughs> Mike tells her, it's urgent. I find my family. Do you remember my son, Greg? She answers, I, a little, I guess, but I remember you. No. <laughs> <laughs> she answers very well. Mike asks, have you seen him? Mark says, no. Greg finally speaks up from inside the costume saying, I'm right here, dad. He lifts up the head to reveal himself. Mike gives him a look like he's crazy and asks, what are you doing in there? Greg begins to explain, saying, well, but is cut off by Mike, who says, never mind, shed your skin and help me find Jan, fast. Greg then turns to Marge and gives her the creepy eyebrow thing. What is that? That. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, can you do it again so our, now our listeners can okay, see right? it? You got to listen really close, guys. Yeah, exactly. You nailed it. <laughs> My only note is, God, he is creepy. <laughs> no means no, Greg. I don't know if he's ever been told that, but no means no. <clears throat> Scene 17. Next, we are treated to yet another ride montage called The Wheel of Fortune. 
That's mm-hmm. not the ride montage name. That's the ride name. As, a, <laughs> right. as it turns as it turns around, we see Alice and Carol sitting side by side riding it. As they get off the ride, Carol turns to Alice, who's having <laughs> trouble walking, and says, "Now that's what I call an exciting ride." <laughs> Hell yeah! Mm. Alice says, "Stop the park! I wanna." Get off. <laughs> Hell yeah. Carol's like, where's the mustache ride? Mike was saying something about a mustache ride later. <laughs> As Carol is bragging about how good of a time she had riding it, and Alice is talking about getting off, Mike walks up asking, have either one of you seen Jan? Alice responds, no. <laughs> you know, like a liar. <laughs> Seeing that they literally just rode a ride with him. Hmm. Alice can, and plus she, she's seen Jan before. I've seen the two exactly. of them together. Yeah, and she, again, yeah. she answers, you know, like a liar. Um, <laughs> Alice continues, but I just saw my entire life pass before my eyes. Carol finally asks, "Is something wrong, Mike?" Mike says, "Everything. We got our cylinders mixed up. Jan has my sketches." Carol says, "I think she was just on her way to the poster shop." Mike's like, yeah, you didn't fucking see her. That's what you literally just said, that you had no idea what she is. You know, like a liar. Mike volunteers them saying, come on, we got to go find her. As Alice pauses for a moment saying, stomach, you stay here and rest. Legs, let's go. As she runs (laughs) off. (laughs) Yeah, that ride looks stupid. You didn't think so? You didn't think it was kind of fortunate? It was like a roulette wheel or whatever. Yeah, but it looked kind of dumb. It's like you spin around a circle. That's kind of boring. It's like, oh, I mean, it didn't look very interesting. It looked kind of dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Scene 18. Next, we see this scrambler with Jan and Marsha screaming and laughing their heads off. Outside the poster shop, Greg and Alice stand looking for any sign of Jan. When Carol and Mike come out of the store, Greg quickly asks, Any luck? And Mike's like, yeah, she's right here with me, Seer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I already got everything taken care of. The meeting's over. Really? No. Yeah. I'm fucking find your sister. Yeah. yeah, your sister. Jan was in there with the correct cylinder, and so was all my business guys I had to meet with. <laughs> <clears throat> they like my Yogi Bear poster so much, they each bought one for themselves. <laughs> Carol looking flustered says she hasn't been in here again Mike looks at his watch and says I've got 10 minutes left to find those sketches as soon as he says this Carol's eyes get big as she points and says there she is everyone hollers for Jan as they run to her after seeing everyone frantically running towards her Marcia asks like what the fuck you know like (laughs) it's just Jan guys why are you guys so excited to see Jan? I'm here too. Jesus. Anyway, she asks, what's all the fuss? Mike cuts right to the point asking, where are my sketches? Jan answers matter-of-factly saying, I don't have your sketches. Mike, still looking frantic, explains, we got the cylinders mixed. Where are yours? Jan, sounding upset, says, Dad, I lost it. 
I fucked up again, just like last week. I can't do anything right. And she runs off. No. <laughs> Carol, not helping at all, yells, you lost it? <laughs> <laughs> and James looks at Mike like, seriously, you married her? I do something. <laughs> Marsha explains further, and we've been practically all over the park. Carol, looking like she's going to cry, looks at Mike and says, Oh, honey. But Mike stops that shit quick, saying, Never mind, we'll split up and find it. Greg, round up the rest and we'll turn the park upside down. It's only what, 300 acres? Yeah, we can exactly, find it in yeah. 10, eight minutes. <laughs> so, and whoever finds it first, return to the manager's office pronto. Mm. Yeah, and Mendy had this to say okay. about the scene. The rides all look like what you would see at a state fair. Pretty much, yeah. They look the kind that pack into a semi-truck. You know, the reliable kind. Kind of safe. What goes up in a day comes down in a day. Exactly. <laughs> kind yeah. of rides. Don't, doesn't the park have an intercom or walkie-talkies or something? Like, You know what I mean? Like the different employers yeah. don't have phones that they can call? Like, what the fuck? Like, Yeah, you think like just, yeah, I would jump, find like... Somebody, an employee, say, hey, I need to find these, like, fast. Like, this isn't, yeah. like, some random dude, you know, like, I lost my <laughs> phone. I can't find it. These are plans for your fucking park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so. And he's not meeting with, like, the hot dog vendor. He's meeting with, like, the people that own the park. Like, <laughs> right. you think the manager would speak up and say, okay, let's get, make phone calls to every manager out there and say, you need to find the rides, like, now. You need to find no them on the rides. Now that we're thinking about it, they're in a meeting. Yeah. And he's like, I lost, I, my daughter must have them. She's in the park somewhere. And they're like, well, sucks to be you. Better fucking go. <laughs> we so we're going to sit here like and maybe. fuck off for the next half hour before a plane leaves. Uh, that's about how much time you got. Can you leave the Yogi Bear poster? We kind of liked it. We look at it. <laughs> Actually, so. guys, let's just go pick up our own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Man, you think like the park owner would be like, all right, let's get security on this. You know, let's yeah. radio and say everybody be on the lookout for a yellow cylinder. <laughs> It's All probably right. left on a ride somewhere. <laughs> They're like, oh, that sucks, dude. You got fucking like 18 minutes. Better fucking go. Damn the luck. Ouch. Man, that sucks. <laughs> Man. <It's>... God. <laughs> mm. <laughs> God. <laughs> Shoot the luck, man. <laughs> Do you guys have like a golf cart or something you can ride? No. It's like, oh, yeah, it's fun. We ride it sometimes. Man, you got bad luck. Man. You have phones? Well, yeah, but just local calls. Man, that sucks. <laughs> what about walkie-talkies? Oh, yeah, we play with them sometime when the park is closed and it's dark. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Man, but your luck. Damn. <laughs> Do you have, what about security? you have security? Oh, yeah, but I doubt anybody stole your plans. Man. Man, you got bad luck. <laughs> Oh, you better fucking hurry. You better fucking book it. It's like, don't you have like managers? Oh, yeah, that's why it runs so smooth. Man, you have bad luck. Man. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. Clock's ticking there, Mr. Brady. <laughs> oh. But I mean, Yogi Bear. I mean, that's cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. So, like, once again, cell phones. How are they going to pull this off? There's no way. 
they can pull this off. No. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe for Mike Brady because he's lucky, but this would never work for anybody else in the entire world. They don't even have pagers. Because <laughs> they could like put the manager's office and then nine one one, you know. But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I mean, just trying to find like somebody finds it, like everybody's spread out and over nine hundred acres, and let's find this one little thing, and then like so, let's say somebody does find it. How are you going to know? <laughs> yeah. You know, and then they're like, oh, I found it. Take it to the manager's office. Cool. So, like, it's going to go to the manager's office. How, Mike is still wandering around the park looking. You know, it's like, <laughs> how does he know that, like, oh, yeah, they have it. It's there. You know? Yeah. That's why they need an intercom. Well, Mike Brady, <laughs> please report to the manager's office. Yeah, there you go. And everybody <laughs> would go, ooh. <laughs> right. So stupid. <laughs> Scene 19. Mike and Carol quickly walk up to the counter, conveniently labeled Lost and Found. Hmm. The, the gentleman greets them saying, hi, folks, you fighters or losers. <laughs> <laughs> Mike tells them, oh, we're losers. <laughs> that was so funny to me. <laughs> That's awesome. The gentleman continues talking, saying, oh, you'd be surprised what people lose nowadays. Yeah. We've got all sorts of shoes, purses, false teeth, eyeglasses. Mike butts in saying, we lost a container. The gentleman launches into yet another long explanation saying, oh, got lots of containers. Big day for containers. Got a container of coleslaw. Got a container with a goldfish in it. <laughs> Mike butts in again, this time holding up the other tube and says, it's a container like this. The gentleman looks at Mike and says, oh, yeah. Oh, are you in luck? I've got one just like it right here. He then pulls up a black container, but not Mike's. Hmm. Carol speaks up this time saying, no, no, this container had sketches in it. The gentleman apologetically says, oh, well, you better check back later, folks. I don't have it. Carol says, thank you. And the two run off once again. <laughs> Carol's so stupid. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. She's like, oh no, ours had sketches in it. Like, and it was fucking yellow in a totally different mm -hmm. kind of container. It's like, and she, I expect her to be like, does that one have you? Does that one, Mike, does that one have your sketches in it? No, ours <laughs> had 11 by 17 paper in it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> anyway, Mindy had this to say about the scene. Actually, this was about his pit stains. I thought it was here, but you said it was way back there. But I don't know. Oh, if I didn't. The one I saw not. wasn't pit stains. He was sweating like through the front of his shirt. Oh, okay. So maybe it's again. I'll just say it. Mr. Brady sports some pit stains again. Oh, that's not sweat. That's pheromones. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I should do this. Pheromones. Yeah. Hell oh, yeah. shit. He spread his shirt, shirt around the park, if you know what I'm saying. I think he had a shirt like him button a little bit too. <laughs> yeah. like hair, his hair like sticking him, it's like blowing in the wind. Had that thin little gold chain, little tiny one. <laughs> yeah, I really love the line, oh, we're losers. <laughs> it just cracks yeah, me up. And I don't know who this guy was, man. Um, I don't know if he said anything about that. But the guy was just funny. He was like an old vaudeville -like guy yeah, or something. Yeah. I don't know, he was pretty good, though. I don't know who he was, but he was good. I thought he was way too into his job. But why the hell would somebody turn in coleslaw? 
<laughs> like obviously they just didn't clean the table off very well because they hey somebody <laughs> left this uneaten this half uneaten container of coleslaw oh well let me take that put it lost and found in the hot heat yeah thanks folks <laughs> I'm waiting for somebody to come by did anybody turn in like a little container had coleslaw <laughs> in it oh man are you in luck <laughs> we, we were, were right here, here three days ago and we left some coleslaw sitting <laughs> out oh I got it right here here you go folks <laughs> Oh, <laughs> God. That's so gross. <sighs> I do like some good creamy coleslaw, though. It's good yeah, stuff. but that's some creamy green coleslaw if it's been sitting <laughs> lost and found that whole time. That's fucking gross. Oh, my God. Scene 20. Next, we see Jan in Emmy's favorite pants running alongside the cars <laughs> trying to find the tube. She finally yells over to Marsha, it's not in any of these. Marcia throws her hands up and says, well, we've checked them all. And the two run off again. Next, we see Alice walking amongst the barrel rides looking for Mike's tube. When she suddenly feels the ride start up for her safety, she jumps into a barrel and holds on for dear life. So Jill, <coughs> excuse me, Jill had something to say about this one. Hmm. Does this park not care about its patrons? Alice was not even in her seat, and the ride started moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, they unsafe. don't care about the actress either. <laughs> <laughs> she did her own stunts, yeah, right? and also like, um, like the girls are just running around this like car driving yeah. ride, yeah. <laughs> just all through the grass, looking and all like, what? They just allow that. Well, yeah, that's what that was one of my notes is I don't think people are allowed in that area. <laughs> like, I don't think they're supposed to be in there. Oh, sorry. Um, I didn't notice that. I also put Jan runs like I do. <laughs> what? Like, people used to make fun of how I ran because I didn't run very gracefully. And Jan, like, okay. runs the way I used to with her arms, like, flailing and stuff. Um, <laughs> but did you notice the theme of the barrel ride? It's like an alcohol-based ther- barrel ride for little kids. Like, like uh-huh. one of the things had like gin and the other one had like whiskey on it. <laughs> and this is like a little kid's ride. Uh, all right. It didn't have just like two X's on it or something. No, it actually had the name of different alcohols on it. <laughs> all right. Scene 21. Bobby and Cindy trying to help find the sketches begin walking towards a pizza place. Cindy stops him and asks, Hey, why are we going to look in there? Jan didn't say anything about eating pizza. Bobby shrugs and says, well, Somebody could have found dad's sketches and left him in there. Cindy agrees saying that's right too. Bobby says, so as long as we're in here, let's have some pizza. (laughs) They both smile and run in. Meanwhile, Greg and Peter arrive at the football game where he met March. He quickly looks around and finds March. When he finds her, he asks March, have you seen a cardboard cylinder with some sketches in it? March smiles and says, You never give up, do you? (laughs) Greg, seeing that she's thinking he's flirting, smiles and says, maybe we could get together later. But it's yanked Hmm. away by Peter. Maybe I can sketch you, (laughs) March. Maybe I can show you my tube. Um, (laughs) That girl makes some really stupid faces. (laughs) Like, have you noticed any of the faces? She's like, like, it's always these really weird faces. Like, why is she making so many weird faces? (laughs) Scene 22. Mike and Carol are now walking when Mike reluctantly says, I guess it's too late, honey. I'm going to have to tell Mr. Remington we can't find the sketches. Carol can't say anything except, I'm sorry, Mike. Mike replies, not half as sorry as my boss is going to be 
when he finds out. Carol, letting Mike tend to his work, says, Well, I'll wait for you back at the entrance. Mike says, Okay, and walks off. Marcia and Jan are now over by the canoes when Jan says, I could have left it over at that island. We were all over it. Marcia says, Well, let's give it a look. As they step into a canoe, Jan shouts, Marcia, look, I found it. Marcia responds, Oh my gosh, hurry, let's go. Let's get it to the manager's office quick. Soon they are running through the park to the William Tell Overture. I like the way Carol. Because Mike's like, <clears throat> Mike's like, not half as far as my boss is going to be when he finds out. And Carol's like, yeah, that's true. I'll meet you at the entrance. See you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sucks, Mike. I'm going to go on some rides. What's funny is I, I didn't include, you know, the, the, the photos or screenshots, but if the, the canoe ride was where I think it is, because at the time the park was like half the size it is now. Right. Mm-hmm. And if I'm thinking right, the, the canoe ride was right kind of near the front entrance. <laughs> like, so I don't huh. know why they're running all through the park when they could have just ran, you know what I mean? Like maybe a hundred yards to the front entrance and they would have been done. Like, <laughs> so that's kind of annoying. Hmm. It's almost like they took the the roundabout way, like all the way to the back of the quick, let's run to the back of the park so we can run all the way back up again to the manager office. <laughs> so, hmm. right. and maybe they just didn't know where anything was. <laughs> maybe scene 23. Finally, they see Alice who appears to be sitting next to a trash can trying to keep from getting sick. They run up frantically saying, Alice, Alice, we found Dad's sketches. They hand them off to Alice, explaining that they are both out of breath and ask her to take them to the manager's office. Alice hmm. takes them saying, okay, kids, the Pony Express rides again. And hmm. soon Alice is running off to the manager's office, but not before plowing to a child along the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mindy says, Alice, the running is hilarious. The high knees, jumping hurdles, and she almost knocks down some poor kid. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's see what Jill has to say. <laughs> All right. Alice kneeling or crouching down by the garbage can during the running scene. What, what, what was that? I think it was her trying to keep from throwing up all over the place. I think yeah. she was down next to the trash can with the intent on throwing up in it if she had to. Because remember, she had just got off that that ride um, mm-hmm. with Carol. What were you saying? So Alice like shoves the kid, and remember, there are no extras in this. <laughs> exactly, that was a real. <laughs> that little was kid. a real kid that oh. just plowed, plowed through. <laughs> That's funny. I like how um, people just stop and stare, and they're just like, "Wasn't that the girl from the Brady Bunch?" Like you can see people just stopping <laughs> in the tracks and looking at me like. Wait a minute. The <laughs> fuck? Like, wasn't that? <clears throat> um, I like how they showed the ride. And this is something that that makes, this is why I wrote that. <clears throat> In the background, on the right-hand side of the screen, you see mm-hmm. the ride that Alice and Carol just got off of. That mm-hmm. Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. So Alice didn't make it very far. <laughs> <laughs> she had walked maybe 20 yards and had to kneel down to it next to a trash can. Cause she thought she was going to get sick. Cause she's still in <laughs> right. sight of that ride that her and Carol got off of. So that's why I think right. she knelt down, you know, trying not to get sick. Um, but Alice <laughs> ran faster, I think than any of them. That was crazy. <laughs> right. So like the last thing Alice said was, 
Well, Mike's was like, hey, we need to go find Jan. And they're like, okay. Mm-hmm. And she's like, stomach stay here, legs, let's go. You right. know, that's what she said, right? But then what did she just wait for, like, and Carol just to get, take off? And she was like, fuck that. Just probably, went back yeah. to the right. <laughs> and just, I'm going to sit next to the trash can yep. for a while. She probably tried to run. It was like, Bleh. um, but yeah, <laughs> that's why her name is Ann B. Davis, not Ann B. Slow. <laughs> 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 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, scene 24. <laughs> but how we instant here now at the Swiss Bob. That's ride. that's one of the, I thought that's what the name of it. The Flying Bobs, the Swiss Bobs, whatever. No, Swiss Bob <laughs> ride. Looking for the sketches, but come off saying, nope, it's not in there either. But soon Alice can be heard yelling, Bobby, Cindy, I've got to get this to the manager's office and my saddle broke about a mile back. <laughs> Bobby tells Alice, okay, we may have little legs, but they go awfully fast. And soon Bobby and Cindy get their chance to run through the park to the William Tell Overture. Cindy looked like she was cracking up, but she was running. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> no. There's a couple of times she's like, has a big grin on her face, like laughing her ass off while she's running. <clears throat> so, yeah. That just looked unsafe. Because they were running like full speed on concrete with a bunch of people underway. If one of them would have fell, they would have like skinned their asses off. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Scene 25. Bobby and Peter are walking amongst the rides. Finally, Peter turns to Greg and says, Well, it's not in the ski ball place or the bumper cars. Greg puts his hands on his hips and says, I don't think there's any place we haven't looked. As soon as he says that, we hear Bobby and Cindy calling out Greg's name. He hands off the sketches to Greg, saying, here's the sketches. We can't run anymore. And soon, Greg and Peter are off to deliver the sketches. As Greg and Peter sprint through the park, narrowly missing people, they spot Carol and begin yelling, Mom! Without having to say a word, Carol snatches Greg's tube and says, (laughs) I hope it's not too late, and begins running off in heels, no less. Oh, shit. Hmm. Greg should have been able to run the whole way. Like he plays football apparently. And he's like, he's just he's a, like a, a three quarterback or a fifth eighths back or whatever. Um, just a halfback. He can only run like halfway. No. So. Um, but Carol's slower than any of them. We <laughs> 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 have the slowest well, person she, last. She, I assume she has the least distance to go up. She's like, mm-hmm. you know, fifth one handed off to. <laughs> Scene 26. At the manager's office, we see Mike coming out of the meeting with Mr. Remington saying, well, I'm sorry, Mr. Brady, but we do have a plane to catch. Mike says, well, I can phone my office and have the copies of the sketches sent in no time at all. Mr. Remington says, well, I'm afraid that would be too late. See, we have to make the decision in the morning. Mm. Mike, finally giving up, says, thank you anyways. And Mr. Remington begins to leave. But just in the nick of time, Carol runs up yelling Mike's name, saying, We found them! We found them! Mike, with a shocked look on his face, I think I just made the deadline, unless my wife's brought another bear poster. They <laughs> <laughs> open it up, it's the giraffe poster. That would have been awesome. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> he then introduces Carol, saying, Honey, I'd like you to meet Mr. Remington, Mr. Dempsey, my wife Carol. Finally, Mike opens the tube, looks inside, and says, Ha! No bear poster. Mr. Remington takes them and tells Mike, 
The board will give these every consideration. Nice meeting you, Mr. Brady, Mrs. Brady. As soon as the conversation is done, all the kids with Alice run up asking if the sketches made it on time. Mike proudly announces, the plans are on their way to New York. And everyone cheers. Hooray! Hooray for Mike! And they all pick him up. And everybody goes, hooray! (laughs) Peter speaks up first, saying, I'm a total wipeout. Marcia exclaims, I could sleep all week. Mike stops for a second and says, too bad you're all exhausted. I was going to suggest we go for a ride in a roller coaster. Everyone cheers in excitement. Hooray! And they all pick up Mike again. Hip, hip. (laughs) Hooray! Everyone, that is, except Alice, who instead says, if I'm not there in three days, start without me. But we all know it wouldn't be a Brady Bunch vacation if Alice wasn't forced to do something against her will. (laughs) So Greg and Peter pick Alice up by the arms and carry her to the the coaster. Next, we see Bobby, Jan, Alice, Carol, Greg, Marsha, and the rest on the coaster screaming their asses off. Mm. Hmm. All right, let's see what Jill has to say. I like the 70s white shoes and pink blazer combo of the the gentleman from the engineering firm that Mike was meeting with. Hell yeah. <laughs> they were all wearing white shoes, Mike included. Jill noticed I did happen him. To notice nah, Jill noticed him. <laughs> She's like, hell yeah, you see that stud muffin in the pink blazer and the white shoes? <laughs> No, she Hell was like, yeah. those are those look stupid. You see that guy kind of <clears throat> stupid. And those BCG glasses he was wearing? <laughs> Hell yeah. Jill's like, break me off a piece of that. No. I don't know why I'm teasing her so bad. Cream. I don't mean to be mean. I'm just joking. <clears throat> we tease because we love them. All right. Let's see what Jim has to say. The other thing that annoyed me uh, since the beginning and, and continues to bother me every time I watch this episode is when they're running... They find the plans finally. Mike's going to meet the construction and the park owners and uh, he's walking over there and they find the plans. So they start running. You get the Pony Express sound. Everyone's running, running, running. They hand it, they run into each other randomly. They happen to run into each other. So they hand the posters off, uh, plans off. They keep going, uh, hand it off, hand it off. And then Cindy and Bobby get it and they're running. And then watch this scene. Cindy and Bobby run up and Alice literally pops out of the garbage can. It's like she was picking in the garbage can. She was looking for food. I don't know what she was doing. Maybe she, she's a maid. Maybe she's looking to throw some trash out, but she literally (laughs) pops up from the garbage can and then she grabs it and runs. And then she runs into Peter and Greg and they run full steam, almost run over a little kid. And then they run into Carol and hand off the plans. And then the other thing that's really annoying about this whole scene is everyone's winded when they hand it off. And it's like, I ran for miles. Carol runs into Mike finally. He's like, oh, here's the plans. <laughs> Literally within three to four seconds, everyone else shows up. So now maybe they jumped on a tram <laughs> or one of those gondolas or whatever the hell. But were they really that winded that they they couldn't catch up? They obviously could catch up. <laughs> well, Jim. it's <clears throat> a good point. Carol wasn't winded because she hasn't lost a pound or she hasn't gained a pound since high school. Um <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's a good point there. But it's like, ah, ah. They're, you know, they're like the dancers that just got off Star Search and they can't talk to, <laughs> to Ed McMahon. Right. Like, ah, ah, well, well, Ed. You know, and, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I noticed that too. Which brings me to a good point. They all showed up at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. Like, and then 
Carol's like, you guys could have ran the plans here too. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> see, I had thought Alice was on the other side of the trash can. Like we couldn't see her because she was on the other side of the trash can. <laughs> she was, she was. But I think it would have, to Jim's point, it would have made so much more sense if she was on the camera's side. Yeah, you know, because like be. one of the things they taught us in stage uh, in theater was, <clears throat> you know, if you're talking to somebody on stage, you don't necessarily have to look at the person, right? Yeah. Like if I'm standing on stage and you're completely profiled to me, like right beside me. Obviously, if I turn my mm-hmm. head sideways to look at you, I'm going to upstage myself and the audience can't see my face. So a lot of times you won't look directly mm-hmm. at the person next to you. You'll look at a 45 degree angle towards the cut towards the audience so that it looks right. to, from the audience like you're looking, but they can still see the expression on your face. They could have easily put Alice on that side of the trash can and the girls would have ran over to her and, you know, yeah, we might have made fun saying so they can see through trash can now, but it would make more sense to the people watching. So, Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's true. It's true. My notes, <laughs> man, those are some big Windsor knots. Holy shit. You see how big their ties are? Like the knots are like huge. <laughs> no. They're like the, as big as their fist. Um, <laughs> but I put, those are probably double Windsors, Jimmy. Maybe they're quadruple Windsors or something. Um, <laughs> but I also put, man, they almost wiped that poor guy in the pink out. Like, like Jill's <laughs> man. Like she, they almost knock him out. Like, like they almost completely knock him down. You can see him start laughing because he's like stuck in the middle of it. It's pretty funny. <clears throat> <laughs> and of course, once again, they make Alice do shit. She doesn't want to Hell do. Yeah, that's half the fun. For comedy's sake. That's what makes it's their funny. vacation so special tech is that they get to torture, <laughs> literally torture their maid. <laughs> God. Now. And the other thing I thought was funny was Cindy's like, you know, in this scene, Mike's like, I thought we could ride a roll because she's like, hell yeah. And then she's not like fucking on it. She's like, fuck that. <laughs> right. right. Um, but these have got to be the shakiest camera shots I've ever seen in a movie. Like how? Yeah, and these are the bad. ones that were usable. Like imagine mm-hmm. what the shitty ones were like. <laughs> so. They didn't really have many stabilizers back then. But yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, Robert Reed fucking broke our mount. So now we got to hold this. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Strawberries don't have smell. Whatever. <laughs> and cameras can decapitate children. Okay. <laughs> it's like we're all about safety. Okay, now, Anne, I want we want you to stand on that ride, and we're just going to start it, and you have to like find a place to sit. <laughs> Maureen and and um, Eve, we want you to run amongst these cars without being hit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. The sign says you're not supposed to be there, but just run around. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Scene twenty-seven. Back at the hotel room. Oh, oh shit. shit! Now it's time for the best ride of them all, ladies and gentlemen. If you know Is this what I'm saying. The mustache ride. Hell yeah! It's the Mike Ooh. roller coaster. Uh huh. we see mike and carol packing up to go home carol says you know honey i'm really gonna hate leaving the kids have had such a fun time here mike turns to her while packing and says yeah you can include this big kid too (laughs) no that didn't make sense that didn't make sense (laughs) um just then the phone rings carol walks over and answers saying hello oh yes operator he is just a minute please She turns to Mike and says, honey, it's for you. It's long distance. Mr. Phillips. Mike picks up the phone, 
saying, hello? Hello, Mr. Phillips. They did. Good. That's wonderful. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. We sure would. Right. Goodbye. He hangs up the phone, turns to Carol and explains, Mr. Remington just phoned Mr. Phillips from New York. Our sketches have been approved and they're going to go ahead with it. Carol gives Mike a huge hug saying, oh, congratulations, Mike. After the hug, Mike says, yeah, and the boss has asked us to stay a couple of extra days at company's expense. How about that? Hmm. Carol tells Mike, oh, well, the kids will hate that. We'll Hmm. really have to force them. Carol and Mike both just laugh. (laughs) Soon there's a knock at the door. The door opens and it's Greg back in the costume again. Mike asks, Greg, what are you doing in the bear suit again? But to Mike's surprise, Peter answers saying, it's not Greg, it's me. Carol asks, Peter, what are you doing in that? Peter explains, well, that girl Marge has to work for her brother again, but Greg wants to take her out to lunch. So I'm filling in for her. Okay. Carol and Mike both smirk with Mike finally saying, that's very understanding of you. Peter gives an exaggerated nod saying, I understand real good for $5. Hmm. Peter then skips out of the room. Oh, man. Mm. Let's see what Jill has to say. Hmm. And finally, Peter filling in as a costume character for Greg's chick. <laughs> what does HR or personnel have to say about this? You can't just pull mm-hmm. someone off the street and have them start working. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. about that too. And it, it almost sounds like they own the costumes. Like, is that possible that like you go out and buy this costume and then the park pays you to be in it? You know what I mean? Like almost like a contract so. employee. Because if that's I the case, that. then you could let anybody, because that would allow her to fill in for her brother, allow Peter to fill in for her. Like, that's the only thing that makes sense. No, I just think it was just bad writing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Unrealistic. <laughs> you know, the people that, because, you know, Paramount owned the park at the time. They're like, wait a minute, guys. This We can't have people. This isn't true. Guy, people are going <laughs> to do this. I'm like, no. Come on, guys. Seriously. <laughs> Maybe that's why they sold the park. Like, well, shit. Everybody's playing the characters now. Now we got to sell it. <laughs> people think they just walk in off the street yeah. for five bucks. They can play character. We can't just have any Tom, Dick, and Harry in costumes, guys. Come on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My only note is that costume is terrible. <laughs> That's it like is the awful. worst. Co- and I know it was the 70s and they weren't as good as they are today. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're pretty bad. Yeah. And so Peter has to work all day in this hot ass suit just for five bucks. Yep. <laughs> Oh, well, I don't know, Tech. How how much is five dollars in nineteen seventy three? Um, I don't know, but I can find out here. Okay. Oh, well, look, I have it pulled up right now. So five dollars. Take a guess on what five dollars is worth in nineteen seventy three. Um, Thirty one dollars and ninety five cents. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's awesome. <laughs> Man, that is exactly right. How did you know? Because I had a feeling that you didn't look it up. I'm like, I was gonna write it. I was like, oh no, I'm gonna let him look it up. And then, like, my plan was to make you think that I was just like a fucking genius, and I got it. (laughs) You've been getting good at this. 
<laughs> I've been doing this with you since the beginning of the show, and now you get it nailed down. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that is right. That was a dick move. Yeah. I let you go through the process of looking up to. That's fucked up. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> so anyway, he's just spent all day in a hot ass costume making like thirty two dollars. Yeah, not, I guess for if you're if you're as young as him, that might be a lot of money, but <laughs> not for big ballers like us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. That was a good one. <laughs> it was fun. It that was, was fun. fun. It makes I'm not lying. It makes me want to go to the park. <laughs> I want to go to that park now. <laughs> yeah, me too. I've been wanting to go to Cincinnati because I have a grandmother and a great grandmother buried there. I've never been to their graves. That's where my father was from too. Hmm. So I've I've wanted to go to Cincinnati anyways. This gives us all the more reason. Hmm. And we can maybe go see WKRP. Yeah. And the <laughs> Bengals? Are they, from, are they from Cincinnati? Um, I know the Keatons live in Ohio, too. No, I'm not talking about the band. I'm talking about the, the was it, is that a baseball team? Football team. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I think football, because isn't the Reds the baseball team? I don't know. <laughs> Look at us making, making Jenny proud. Hell Yeah. <laughs> She's she's glowing right now. That's the knowledge she we She's have. like, my boys are so grown up. That's what she's saying. <laughs> but no, for real, like 100%, I would love to go hmm. out there. Like, let, let us yeah. know if you'd like to see us do a YouTube video at King's Island mm-hmm. looking for the same camera angles that were in this episode. Hell yeah. I think it would be fascinating. Especially if we be. can get with some local historian that can tell us how the park used to be and everything. That'd be awesome. Do a nice little video. It would, yeah. Yeah, it'd be fun. All right, Jimmy. I got a couple of emails to read. Uh (laughs) I know. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. All right. So this first one comes to us from Cal. Cal, nice. Yeah. He says, hello, Tech and Jimmy. Thank you for doing a very Brady podcast. Hell yeah. I've been enjoying it for quite a while. Nice. I think you guys are hilarious, and I really <laughs> like your take on each and every Brady Bunch episode. <laughs> I realize that season five will come to an end someday, and that you plan on talking about the spinoffs and movies. Yes. I'm excited about that. However, nice. however, no, I did some deep searching on the internet and found what possibly might be an episode guide and synopsis of the Lost Brady Bunch Season 6. Really? I'm attaching a file with the information that I could find. I can't guarantee that it's authentic, but it seems real to me. And have a sunshine day. So was Cal this... from Minnesota. Was this uh, what Season 6 would have been had it aired? Correct. Correct. So none of this was taped? Correct. Yeah, okay. none of it was actually filmed, but it was like a synopsis for each episode. And I'm going to shoot it to you, Jimmy. I'm Interesting. Yeah. So, so it kind of looks at it, it says Brady Bunch, Lost Season, Season 6. And then it kind of talks about what Episode 1 would be about. And it's called Greg Out. Just as an example, Season 6, Episode 1, it says Greg gets, Greg sets off to attend college to mingle with zoo animal type girls with the help of Greg's friend Hank. The rest of the Brady family and Alice begin a road trip to the Redwood National Park. In all the excitement, Cousin Oliver is accidentally left home alone to deal with house burglars. Barry Williams and Christopher Beaumont's guest star 
Um, note, rumor has it, the written script has a scene where Marsha and Greg have an on-screen goodbye kiss. Oh, la, shit. La. Um, I don't know, that one doesn't sound very believable. <laughs> but mm. I, I remember skewing through this and kind of reading a couple of synopsis um, of episodes. Episode this- four is heartbreaking. <laughs> Marsha's attic room. She would have gotten her attic room. Bobby and Cousin Oliver nearly ruined Marsha's slumber party by scaring the girls with a phony Bigfoot costume and by making ape sounds. Bobby making monkey noises is weird, huh? Yeah, right. We haven't talked about that in a while. <laughs> Outside the window. Meanwhile, Peter phones a classmate for a date and is shut down. She humiliates him by asking him to repeat the proposition, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm wondering if this is true because the very last one, episode 22, is the Bobby Horror Picture Show. I don't oh. think Rocky Horror had come out yet. I don't know. I don't know when Rocky Horror came out. Hmm. That's interesting, though. That is cool. We'll have to go over that in season six. Sorry, I'm just kind of reading through. The two we read seem to have like jokes in there about the show, like right. our show. Exactly. So I'm like thinking, is he putting this on? Did he write all this? Maybe it's an April Fool's joke. Did he send it to you on April 1st? No, I've had it for like about like a month. Let me read another one here. Getting Donny Osmond, episode nine. Jen writes a romantic poem for a contest in Teen Time magazine that Donny Osmond wants to use for lyrics for a new Osmond <laughs> Brothers song. Meanwhile, Cindy and Oliver enter a three-legged race. Oliver's hat flies off. Can they win? That's a this that's another story I told. <laughs> is this guy putting this on uh, he has to be pick another one um, 19 Alice's Tiki Terror Alice dreams that a Hawaiian tiki statue comes mm. to life and terrorizes her through a Brady home it is revealed that Carol's strawberry preserves are to blame <laughs> for her night terrors huh. let me pick another one here Gobble, Episode gobble. 17. I was yep. reading that one. <laughs> it was a 17. Bobby enters a turkey gobbling contest only to be foiled by popular classmate. Meanwhile, Alice and Carol compete in making cranberry sauce for the Brady's Thanksgiving dinner. Mike claims that cranberries don't have any other one being cooked. <laughs> this guy, holy shit, man. Yeah. I, like, I skimmed through this when he first sent it. I was like, oh, it seems interesting. But now that we're reading through it, Holy shit, dude. This dude made up episodes based on our stories that we fucking told, dude. <laughs> At the very top, it says, note, Into the Sixth Season used the fifth season theme soundtrack, but was refilmed and this time deleted Greg's box, moved Peter and Bobby's boxes up one position, and now added Cousin Oliver's box to where Bobby's box was. <laughs> gotcha. So, <laughs> I want to read some more now. Carol's crisis. Let's see what this is. Mike discovers countless gift wrap boxes in the bedroom closet. Meanwhile, Jan tries out something called computer dating. Marsha Wallace guest stars as an addiction counselor. <laughs> Mike discovers gift wrap boxes. <laughs> oh, God. Listen to episode six. Cindy has reoccurring shark nightmares ahead another boat ride in Mike's boss's boat. 
Alice invites Sam the butcher this time, and Mr. Phillips realizes he's going to need a bigger boat. Alan <laughs> Melvin and Jack Collins guest star. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby finally wins a real trophy by jumping over 25 safe detergent boxes on a skateboard. <laughs> Meanwhile, Marsha teaches the after-school macrame class. Paul Winchell guest stars. You dig? <laughs> yeah, you dig. <laughs> Cindy gets a job at Haskell's ice cream shop, but has trouble pronouncing ice cream names and has a run-in with co-worker Buddy Hinton. <laughs> guest stars. <laughs> <laughs> baby talk baby talk it's a wonder you can walk cousin oliver betrays the brady family by writing a scandalous fiction school paper about the brady family meanwhile a nude streaker nearly ruins marsh's high school pre-graduation speech guest starring rip taylor as cousin oliver's teacher <laughs> and the title of that one is cousin oliver benedict arnold <laughs> Welcome back, Greg. Greg returns from college and gets a summer job as an usher at the local mall movie theater. He falls for the girl working at the mall pizza parlor. Barry Williams and that's isn't that the some of the storyline to Fast Times at Richmond High? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Anniversary time. The Brady kids and cousin Oliver chip in to buy a mantle clock for Mr. and Mrs. Brady's anniversary. Jan mistakenly orders a grandfather <laughs> clock. Robert Nodder guest stars as the clock salesman. Jan fucks up another anniversary <laughs> gift. That's awesome. Well, that's uh, interesting. That's, that's awesome. I, I think he's putting me on or putting us on. There, if not, season six would have been awesome. <laughs> Especially with our own personal stories mixed in with the storylines. Exactly, How amazing yeah. is that? That would have been, been funny. <laughs> well, thank you, Cal. We very much appreciate that. That was pretty yeah, fun. Yeah, Cal, that was awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do have one more email to read. Um, okay. This one's from Laura, and she's referring to the episode with uh, Tank Gates. You remember the Tank yes. Gates episode? Mm-hmm. So she says, Denny Miller, who played Tank Gates, also worked for Sherwood Schwartz on an episode of Gilligan's Island. Nice. And she said, I also thought it was weird that Mike brought brought up his mother. <laughs> Mike's parents were never seen on the show, even at the wedding. Hmm. Which is, yeah, it's they true. They probably didn't approve of him being gay. <laughs> we're wondering why he was marrying a woman if he's gay. Exactly. Like, well, yeah, there you go. That's why they're pissed. Maybe they just hated Carol. No, Can't nobody can hate Carol Tack. Come on, now that's silly talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cal and Laura, appreciate you sending those in. We do. Cal, Thank if you, you wrote it. that, that was very creative. That was, yeah, uh, was. That was pretty good. You had you us going there too. for a minute. Yeah. You had us yeah. going there for a minute. We thought that was real. I was like, what? <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> Man, some of these plot lines sound just like I was like in the Twilight Zone. I was like, wait yeah, a right minute. Here. These sound familiar. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I yeah, we appreciate that. Those are awesome. <laughs> and uh, well, Cal and Laura, as you know, we had fun here today. Don't be offended. We do love the show. We're not racist or sexist. Heck no, no sir. We, so we'd personally like to thank our producers from Patreon because without you, this wouldn't be possible. And of course, we're talking about Ginny and Jim because you guys were the first ones to take a chance on us. And um, you know, you saw in us that other people didn't. And got that ball rolling. And uh, mm-hmm. 
we uh, very much appreciate it. And uh, so thank you. Yeah. And I also personally want to thank our contributors to this episode today. So I want to thanks to Jill, Jim Larson again. He gets two shout outs today and Mindy <laughs> for all the input you gave on today's episode. That was awesome. Well done. Heck yeah. Some homework assignments. If you choose to accept them, check out the website at www.averybradypodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or CastBox. Tell two friends about the show, or if you don't like us, tell your in-laws. <laughs> Send an email to the show and tell us if you like or dislike the show at averybradypodcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in the conversation and the fun at Averybrady Facebook group. And if you'd like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. Check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. If you want me to post the screenshots that, that me and tech were referencing in today's shows, I will. They're just, they're not very well done. It was just, it was me literally pausing the TV and taking a picture with my phone. But if you guys are interested in that kind of thing, I'll be more than happy to post them. You can frame it. So it looks, doesn't look like you're shooting your TV. There you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, follow us on Facebook and get real time updates. Like if we're going to be late on an episode, that's where you're going to find out. Go check out the Retro Network. Uh, the Retro Network is our, is our home network that we're a part of. And if you like the nostalgic part of this show, you will love the Retro Network. I'm telling you, they do all kinds, especially if you're a child of the 80s like me and Tack, you'll love it because they talk about everything from old toys to old TV shows to if a show was to have a sequel or a prequel, like what it would be like, like what if scenarios and stuff. So, uh, yes, definitely check out the Retro Network. Like what if the Brady Bunch were to have a season six? Exactly. Hmm. Well, then you would go to Cal. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, check out our T Public store for merch. Uh, link is in the description of this episode and every episode. We absolutely, me and Tack absolutely love having the audio clips coming in because it, it kind of feels like we have like guests on the show, even though we don't. Um, mm -hmm. If you guys like them, let us know. If you don't like them, let us know. Uh, but also, don't be bashful about sending more auto clips. I'm, I don't know about you, Tack, but I'm having a blast with the audio clips. I love them. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. I love it. And last and certainly not least, go watch the Brady Bunch. Go watch the Brady Bunch. Stop what you're doing. And go, unless you're driving to work, then don't watch the Brady Bunch. But when you get <laughs> home from work, go watch the Brady Bunch. And mm -hmm. Tack here is going to tell you how you can get started. Take it away. But, ooh, ooh, but you got you to gotta read it in um, Mendy's voice. Uh -huh. You totally read my mind. I was going to say, Jimmy, I don't feel like telling you about the next episode, but, but Mendy will. Okay, Mendy. Mendy, you <clears> go <throat> ahead and, and read next week. Oh, wow. Jimmy, thank you so much. I do declare. And thank you so handsome. Oh, Mendy, stop, please. On the next episode, season five, episode 12, it's called The Elopement. A series of misunderstandings leads the Bradys to believe that Alice and Sam are up to much more than just bowling on their upcoming Saturday night date. Oh, man. Ooh, la, la. Ah. So, wait, Alice is pregnant? <laughs> I don't know. I think they think they're going to get married, or really, it seems uh, like more than that. It's like Screech, you cantaloupe. <laughs> you call cantaloupe, you melonhead. <laughs> That was probably one of the best written jokes. Ever. It was, yeah. All right, so unless you have anything else? I do not. No, all right. In that case, I have been Jimmy. And I have been Mindy. <laughs> and I've been Zach. And this has been a Very Brady Podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking.
This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.